You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Whether they're fighting a terrorist organization, battling in your very own wrestling league, or getting blown to shit and sent skyward with M80s and bottle rockets, you gotta say, that greatest American hero was a huge part of our childhood. So join us as we talk all things G.I. Joe. We're talking toys, vehicles, cartoons, comic books, and the movie. And hey, Let's just admit, you would probably have rather seen Duke die than Optimus Prime, right? I just fucking hit record and that's what I got. Well, uh, hey there, how's it going? <laughs> and, uh, I'm not sure what the fuck's going on in the next room, but uh, we know what's going on in this room and that is... The Retro Games Pop Culture Power, we'd like to welcome you to this episode. My name's Mikey. I'm Corey. And uh, and who you heard yelling was one of my kids. Yeah. Um, apparently, and he was featured in the last episode. He was. Yeah. He maybe. yelled in the last episode, too. He's he's playing games online with his friends. Yeah, and uh, apparently there's a lot of yelling involved. Yeah, and our, our sound studio is not soundproof because it's the living room. Yeah, it's, it's the like the busiest room in the house. Yeah. And it's funny how, like you said, it can be quiet all day long. <laughs> it's quiet all day. I show up and, and everybody it just, just starts. It, comes it, out of the woodworks. In and out, in and out. It's like, Jesus Christ. But uh, well, whatever, maybe it's because you know, I'm popular. Your family likes me. Yeah. Yeah. I know I got in trouble for not coming around. You did. Uh, yeah. I got yelled at by your daughter. Um, she has gone at a, uh, what? She's a trunk, trunk or treating trunk right or now. treating right now. And so uh, we are... Rating the candy bag that she has left behind from previous trunk or treat experience. Yes. yes. Yeah. We, she has been trunking um, previously throughout the week, and we are, uh, yeah, we're currently rating her loot while she's away getting more. Getting candy. stuff that she's not going to notice. Yeah. And oddly enough, you give me a Snickers bar. She doesn't know Snickers bars, huh? She doesn't really do, she doesn't really eat Snickers bars. Yeah. Well, she we told me. We didn't take the Reese's. Yeah. Well, she told me to stay away from the Reese's. Yep. Um, so we, yeah, I guess I'll do that. That's one of my favorites, but. That's okay. I told her to, you know, bring me something back. Yeah. Which I'm sure she will not. I'll guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> so what's been news in this last week? Um, What did we do? Oh, I've been on vacation all week. Oh, really? Yeah. So you haven't done a damn thing. I, you know, I cleaned the house and I've done, you can't really tell because. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's it's rearranged. It's, re, you know, we have small tornadoes that live in this house. Yeah. And so cleaning is a nonstop at, chore and then i've done like 12 to 15 loads of laundry i need to do that myself and then we tried to take our daughter and one of her friends to the haunt last night to the haunted house last night yeah not mine no yeah uh 
because we already knew yours was going to be stupid, crazy busy. And it was. And so we went to Shadow's Edge. Okay. Made it to the line. Moved about four feet. And then the clown with the chainsaw ran around and scared one of the people in front of us. And that's when they called it quits. They wanted nothing to do with it. Nope, they're just like, no, I'm done. Let's go. So we went to McDonald's. That works. And then we dropped off the kids. I, uh, so, McDonald's came up at my haunt last night, actually. <laughs> um, so, my role there is I just wander around everywhere, and I'm a clown, I'm an asshole, so I'm just a jerk to everybody that's there. Some of them I make laugh. It's a, it's a long stretch for you to play that character. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's hard for me to be an asshole. Um... Yeah, kind of. Not really. But uh, some of them, I'll, you know, I'm yelling at people. I'm you know making them follow the rules that I'm blatantly breaking. Yeah. You know, um, if they swear, because it is in the, uh, the rules that they are played at the beginning, no swearing or abrasive language. Because there are kids present. We will try to be as family friendly as possible. So if somebody swears, I will call them a potty mouth. I'll point it out. I will completely just ridicule them all the way through the rest of the hunt and point it out to the other actors so that they can do the same thing. That's so awesome. And, you know, I make them very angry. Sometimes they swear a lot more at me, and I, you know, I try to, you know, deal with that the best I can without swearing. But I was in my little hiding spot, and I'm, I could just stand there in this one spot and just watch people walk by and pick my victim, and I love it. Um, so... I heard th- these people coming, and I could see them coming. They couldn't see me. And they walk up, and they walk through, and they're, they're getting ready to turn a corner. And the chainsaw is, like, maybe about 50 feet away. Yeah. So far enough to where they're not going to encounter it right away. But they could hear it. And so this kid goes, there's a chainsaw right around this corner. I can hear it. I can hear it. And he comes around the corner, and he looks. He goes, oh, there's nothing here. And so I'd come flying out of my hiding spot, and I said, well, what are you looking for? There ain't no chainsaws here. And I, I would carry a plunger, and I swung my plunger at him, and he ducked. And so then they, you know, continued on their way, and I followed him. I'm ridiculing this kid, you know. I'm like, oh, you think you're so smart? You think you know how this works? He goes, I thought I heard a chainsaw. He goes, but that must have been you. I go, wasn't me. It must have been you. What would you have for dinner? And he, he says, McDonald's. And I said, yep, that'll do it. <laughs> and his dad, he slapped me on the back, and he was laughing so hard, and he gave me a pat on the back. He goes, that was funny. He, <laughs> he was just dying. And uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, you know, accused the kid of farting. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, that's awesome. Farting up his, uh, his, his McDonald's. But, and then he said, don't you eat McDonald's? And I said, no, but that's a lie. Because I do eat McDonald's. I do eat McDonald's. <laughs> I thought he said somebody stopped that goat. And I was wondering what kind of fucking game he was playing somebody, in there. Somebody stop that goat. <laughs> somebody stop that goat. But he said ghost. <laughs> um, so that goat, I got a date with that goat. Yeah, I love that goat. <laughs> um, but uh, I, oh, I, forgot, I forgot what the hell I was talking about. The hunt, being an asshole at the hunt. Um, at McDonald's. Oh yeah, McDonald's. Um, so yeah, I do eat McDonald's, and right now is McRib season. 
Yeah, and they're supposedly this is the last year for it. It's, it says it's a farewell tour of the McRib. Yeah, and, and, and I said Kiss has had 15 farewell tours. Yeah, I hope it's like that. I hope they come back every year, you know, to, just just to say hello again. Because I love the McRib. Because that's what they do now. They say hello. Kiss? No. Or the McRib? McRib. They say hello and then they fucking wreck your bowels. You know, everybody needs a good cleansing every now and then. Well, you know, not not quite the, the you know, sauerkraut and pork chop kind of cleansing that I did. Oh, yeah, no. That was rough. No, nobody needs that. Um, I cooked I cooked some stuff the other day. Oh, God. No, this was this was a to... damn good idea. Um, so what I did, here's a here's, you know, recipe hour with uh, with Mikey. So okay, what I did. I'll tell you what I made here in a little bit. Okay, here. I saw what you made. So yeah, that, it was that shit looked good. Um, what I did, I had this idea. I went to the grocery store that I always go to, and they didn't have any meat on clearance, but they had those, you know, those country cut boneless pork ribs. Yeah. They had those, okay? Pork. You know I have an issue with pork sometimes. Yes, But I do. eat a lot of it. I love pork. So I, I got... They were they were, they were were cheap for some reason. I don't know why. They weren't on discount. Yeah. But they were cheap. <laughs> were they gray? No, they were <laughs> They were good. They looked great. Um, so they had three packages out there, and I thought, fuck it, I'm going to grab all three packages. I'm going to put some ribs in the crock pot with some barbecue sauce, make me some good barbecue ribs, where they fall apart. You know, I cook them low and slow, like all night, and they just fall apart. It's delicious. Well, then slow I... Slow and low, that is the tempo. What the fuck is that? That's Beastie Boys. Okay. I would never have guessed that. I was thinking uh, uh, Bullet Boys, but that's a different song. No, yeah, that's a different song. Smooth up in ya, yeah. That's a dirty song. I know it is. I like it. But, so I got those boneless pork ribs. And then I thought, what goes with pork ribs? And I'm like, you know, I want some stovetop stuffing. I just like some stovetop stuffing. I love stovetop stuffing. Stovetop stuffing is... Stove top stuffing. Say that six times fast, dude. Um, is good. Yeah. So, but I only get it like once a year. Because Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh man, it's cheap. Just go get it, and you can put it in the thing and put it in the microwave, and it's good. I know, but if I if I get that, then I gotta feed everybody else. Well, it's yeah, like a dollar. It's, yeah, it's like a buck. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta spend eight dollars to feed the whole family stovetop stuffing. <laughs> um, but so I got some some stovetop, uh, plain label stovetop. So I got. Oh yeah, yeah. The the more value or our family or whatever it is. And then, what else goes with with pork? Pork. <coughs> uh, <coughs> pork chop. Pork applesauce. Chop, pork chops and applesauce. Yes. So I got. I've never got that because I, not a. I mean, I like applesauce, but I've never had it with pork chops. It was, I think, a commercial back in the '60s or something where the guy go, or it was on a TV show. The guy go, pork chops and applesauce. Do you, you pour the applesauce on top of the pork chops, like kind of like chicken and waffles? Traditionally, no. However, you did. I I, I got a jar of applesauce. This is giving me gas just thinking about cinnamon, it. Cinnamon cinnamon mm-hmm. applesauce. There it goes. Okay, cinnamon applesauce. Did you just shit yourself? I know. I hope not, but I did fart. Oh, God. Um, so cinnamon applesauce, a jar of it. Yeah. Then I went over and I got two green Granny Smith apples and two red delicious apples and a sweet Vidalia onion. Okay. I took these things home. I put the pork chops in the... I seasoned them up the way I wanted them. Put them in the, uh, the my little oven thing. I got like a little convection oven. 
put them in there, just about 20 minutes, just to get them cooked, yeah. just get them kind of sealed up. Start the cooking process, if you will. I diced up those apples, I di- and I chunked the onion up in pretty decent-sized chunks, mm-hmm. poured half the thing of applesauce in the crock pot, put the ribs in there, put the apples in there, put the onions in there, poured the rest of the applesauce on top, and let it cook all night. The ribs were falling apart, and the applesauce and apple onion concoction was almost like eating the filling of a nice warm apple pie. Oh, nice. With onions in it. Gross. But they're sweet onions. Oh, okay. It didn't have an oniony flavor. It had a sweet flavor. So that was like really good. Yeah. And I ate that the, like right out of the crock pot. It was like so hot. Was it like last night after you got home? No, no, no. This was a couple nights ago I made it. Um, but I ate that right out of the crock pot. It was so good. And I'm like, all right, I got this big mixing bowl full of this applesauce, apple, onion, rib concoction. And I put it in the fridge. Next day, I grabbed some of those ribs out of there, ate them with a little helping of that applesauce stuff, and it was decent. You know, microwaved up, it was okay. Yeah. Last night, I took a bite, and I was like, ugh. And so I fished out all the ribs and kind of scraped the applesauce. Yeah. So now I got this bowl half full of this apple mushy shit in my fridge. That I'm like, you know, it was a good idea, and it was good the first day. I I think what I should have done is maybe taken the ribs out of there and grilled them or baked them off again to caramelize that apple shit on them. That would have been really good. Oh, yeah. But after a couple days of eating that applesauce, I quit eating it because I'm getting smarter. And I thought, this is going to make me poop. Actually, applesauce is supposed to keep you from pooping. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. That's a brat diet, dude. Bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. If you got diarrhea, that's what you eat. I've heard of the brat diet. I didn't know it stood for applesauce. Um, usually, and I just if I if I need now the brat diet, we're now a medical advice show. Yes, if if I if I uh, if I'm on the brat diet, I usually eat the uh, the toast and the rice. That's about it. Yeah, I yeah uh, bananas. I like bananas, um, but I, I didn't even know that applesauce was involved. I do the brack diet. What 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 what's brack? I don't know. It just sounded better than brat. Cause like I gotta say you don't spell cake with a K. <laughs> um, but cake would be in your well. There's a C in there. Yeah. So that could be cake, ketchup, cake and ketchup. <laughs> B. So you're on but banana, bananas, rice, applesauce, cake and ketchup. <laughs> That'll work. Cupcake. Well, you need two C C's. Oh yeah. Cupcake. Cupcake. Unless you're spelling it weird. Brack. B-R-A-C-C. <laughs> we, yeah, we can do brack. It'd be like, bratwurst. <laughs> Brats. The brat diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled the same. Yeah. <laughs> you, still, you still don't feel good, man? No, man. I've been eating these brats all week. I've been eating bratwurst all fucking week. <laughs> I still feel like shit. Bratwurst, cake, and ketchup. This sucks. <laughs> Oh god! Oh, we'll we'll make our own up. You know, be like, you know, bratwurst. What what, what can the army raisins? Raisins. Raisins. I make shit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have people shitting and then have high cholesterol. (laughs) 
I did what those guys said. They're not fucking medical professionals. They're jackasses. <laughs> Asparagus. Asparagus. So their peel smell funny too. That would be horrible. Oh my god. You've got you you you've got the shits and your and your pee smells funny. You're eating cake, so you're you're gaining weight. Um, ketchup's got to be bad for you in some way. And then your cholesterol is high. Your, well, yeah, your cholesterol and sodium would be high, so you'd have a fucking heart attack shitting yourself. <laughs> oh my god! There we go. Oh, we, we've got great. it. We've got it. We, we're we're fucking medical professionals. We're like the anti-medical professionals. Yeah. yeah, don't don't do what we say. Do not do what we say, because it's a bad idea. Eat this stuff after a party. Yeah, after a night of heavy drinking. Yes. So then you'll throw up too. Yeah. You'll throw up and poop. <laughs> and you'll wake up the next morning feeling like total shit. <laughs> and your ass will hurt. Why does my butt hurt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I ate that fucking shit that those guys told me to. <laughs> Pricks. We, we, get, we get a voicemail about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, it's your old pal Mike Fantastic. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> I ate all that shit that you told me to. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that on Mike. Mike's no. A good guy. Yeah. He does have a bidet though, so he can clean it up pretty. Oh easily. shit. Yeah. I'm gonna go to his house. I had never tried that. Yeah. Yeah. He. I bet he'd let you. Mike, dude, let me use your bidet. Yeah, and we'll we'll uh, film it and put it on TikTok or something. Oh fuck. Yeah. I think we'd probably get in trouble for that. We'd have to put that on our OnlyFans website. Well, and then the only one that would see it is Mike, <laughs> and he can watch the fucker live. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, don't do what we say. Uh, <laughs> at all. At all. We are not professionals. <laughs> of anything. Yeah. Um, We're jackasses of all trades. Jackasses of all <laughs> trades. Um, I was going to mention, we, in our uh, two-month-long break, we did have quite a number of uh, voicemails. Really? Yes. They were all that Chinese lady. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it called over... I deleted them because it, it, you couldn't understand a damn thing that was being said. Ah. Uh, it, it was... Obviously, in Chinese, we don't understand Chinese. Well, that'd be great. But also... I mean, I can still get them. That's but, how you learn. But also, it's at such a low volume. She's almost like whispering, mumbling. Is she trying to order food? I don't know what the fuck she's trying to sell us something. I don't know. But it's like she's like whispering, mumbling in Chinese... And there's no, I mean, you couldn't understand, uh, and it, it very fast. So I, I don't quite understand why. What's we're our on phone that number? Eight six six B retro. Um, I think so. Six six nine B retro. That's it. Yeah. Nine seven six B retro. It's not nine seven six. I know that. Uh, oh, for just a second. Let me fucking find it. Um, Dude, you know how tough Storm Shadow is. Uh, oh, he's out there in sleeveless, yeah, pajamas. But he's yeah in the snow. Um, We're watching GI Joe. We are. Uh, That's actually our topic for the day. Where the fuck is? Where did I save that shit at? Six six nine B retro. Oh, let me find it here. I think that's what it is. I, I saved it here somewhere. It's on our Facebook. Well, I'm not looking at our Facebook. I'm here. It is. Um, it is six six nine two three seven three eight seven six. That's six six nine B E R E T R O B retro. Um, so yeah, yeah. Go ahead and give us a call. We would love that. Uh, tell in us any in any language. Yeah, in, yeah. We we accept any language, and usually we'll play it. But we've already played stuff by her, and I thought you know yeah, it's a little overkill. We don't want to 
give her too much airtime. Um, <laughs> she's gonna be our regular caller. Yeah, she's our only regular caller. She she's what if she's actually a listener? <laughs> she's calling in, but um. So yeah, you know, as we alluded to, we're gonna talk a little GI Joe today. Um, the you know GI Joe's a, a real American hero. I don't know if you knew that. I mean, the first forty minutes was about medical advice. Yeah, well, we talked about poop. Yep. Yeah, which, we got, got that out of the way. Yeah, that's a that's an episode every time. A cooking, we had a little cooking advice. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. tell you about my what I cooked. Yes, yes, what'd you cook? I made... Well, I know what you cooked, but tell them. Um, stuffed shell tacos. And you take them big, like, seashell-looking... Pasta? Pasta. Okay, I was going to say, because every if you have a taco shell, every taco shell is a stuffed shell taco. Yeah, that's true. So this is pasta. Pasta. Yeah. So I made the pasta, made the hamburger and everything like you normally do. Cooled the pasta off. Okay. And then I stuck. How'd you cool it off? You sit there and blow on it. I did. I stuck it in cold water. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. So if you and then I drained. The, I drained everything out again, and yeah. then uh, I took. You know, I packed them full of meat. And then. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, packed them full of meat, and. Put it in a, uh, I don't know what the fuck you call it, casserole dish? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of them glass casserole dishes, and then just topped it with cheese. Nice. And cooked it for like, I think, 10 minutes at 350. Nice, yeah. And it turned out really good. Put some sour cream on it, some you know lettuce and tomatoes. Fuck yeah. It was good. Fuck yeah. Uh, eat that much cheese, you won't poop. That's true, unless you're lactose intolerant. Then you'll poop a lot. Then you will. But there was a lot of cheese on that. More medical advice. If you're lactose intolerant, you'll poop a lot. <laughs> Don't eat cheese. But that's something you probably already know if you're lactose intolerant. That's, Stay away from dairy. That's usually how you find out if you are lactose intolerant. You eat something with dairy in it and you poop a lot. And you're like, fuck, I might be lactose intolerant. I just keep going. I'm like, you know what? That was just some bad, bad, bad cheese. I had some bad cheese. <laughs> there, I, I don't think I've encountered any bad cheese. I, I like cheese. I do like cheese. I love cheese. But yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about G.I. Joe. A little bit. G.I. Joe, the real American hero. Yes, he is a real American hero. That's them. That's, that's not one guy. Yeah. Joe doesn't exist. No, no, he doesn't. G.I. Joe does not exist. Well, in order to talk about the G.I. Joe that we love, let's talk about a little bit where G.I. Joe kind of came from at first. And this isn't going to be, if you want the full history on G.I. Joe, watch uh, Toys That Made America or the or Toys Toys that, from the Past. Uh, no, that's that's a store. Oh. Yeah. Uh, toys. Uh, <laughs> that's a store in Lincoln. Yeah. Rex. Extra choice of the past. Oh shit! Gene Simmons break. I can't sing. I've got a long tongue. That's about it. There you go. That was Gene Simmons. Brought to you by Rex. Choice of the past. Lincoln. Rex is our number two listener. He is our number two listener. Yeah, he's our number two fan. He did not want the. He did not want the status of number one, so we dropped him to number two. Well, yeah, by his request, because he said there's just way too much responsibility and pressure being number one, so he would rather be number two. And he can't afford to be number one anymore because he has to keep paying Gene Simmons. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm surprised Rex didn't get invited to the G, the Kiss cruise. Oh my God, the Kiss cruise looked amazing. It did. It did. We and it, Kiss had you know like. That's kind of the new thing. Chris Jericho has the, the Jericho's, yep. where he has wrestling and his band Fozzie and tons of other hair bands Motley on there. Motley Crue's got a cruise. Motley Crue's. The Motley Crue's. Um, see, Mick Mars left the band. He, he did. He retired. He retired from touring. Yeah. Um, Mick Mars. And they've got they've got your favorite guitar player. Yes, John Five. John Five is playing for him. The only thing I really seriously hope, I'm happy for John Five, because Motley Crue's his favorite band. Yeah. Um, Motley Crue is like one of the big influences of him even picking up a guitar, I guess. Oh, no shit. 
And uh, so he gets to step into that role. I just hope it doesn't take him away from Rob Zombie because he's kind of become one of the signature sounds of Rob Zombie. Yep. And his solo work is fucking amazing. I think this will probably be Motley Crue's last, last it tour. It needs to be. Because, because they can't sing. <laughs> Vince Neil, as much as I love Motley Crue, Vince Neil cannot stop drinking. Well, and he can't sing. He can't sing anymore. He looks like the abominable snowman from Rudolph. The Bumble. He looks like the Bumble. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did see that. Mick Mars for... See, Mick Mars was like 30 years old when the other the rest of them were like teenagers. They were like in their early 20s. Yeah, they were, when they started, they were like late teens, early 20s. Yeah. And Mick Mars was already in his 30s. So, you know, he's got like 15 years on these guys age-wise. But he's had that... Uh, He's got that spine. It's like a degenerative spine yeah. disorder, a disease or disorder or whatever. He's been in excruciating pain for decades, but he still get. If you ever saw, have seen him live or, or seen him play, he doesn't move. He doesn't. That dude does not move at all. Uh, the rest of them are running around the stage and jumping around doing. Sh- and he stands. He may move spot. a little bit, but not much. When we saw them on their their farewell tour, and he walked to that platform, he walked out there. He it took him forever to get out there for one thing, but. During the set, during the whole show, uh, I bet about half the time he was leaning up against something. Yeah, uh, he he. You know, I felt I I have always kind of been like, damn, dude, you know, hang it up, you know, no no when it's time, and, and you know, hats off to him for doing it for decades, you know, being in pain like that. But almost what almost forty years doing this. Yeah, yeah, at least, and you know, I I lo- I love Molly Crew. I just do. I love their music. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's good that uh, you know that he can finally t- take his you know bow out with with you know the way that he that he wanted. To. He went on his own terms. Yeah, and he got a fantastic replacement. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I, the other day, I, and this is going to be out, completely off topic again. So we've talked about our topic once. <laughs> yeah, we've mentioned our topic. I, uh, you know, when I when I put my makeup on for the hunt, I always put some kind of music on. Yeah. And it just kind of keeps me focused. It keeps me there. So, usually I put something on to get me in the mindset of being kind of unhinged and crazy. It's usually something completely opposite of what you think I would listen to. So, I listen to like Elton John, Neil Diamond. Something to keep you calm. You know, yacht Rock. Because that puts me in the mind of like a serial killer type that listens to that classical music and then goes out on a rampage. Yeah. So, I do that. And that kind of helps me get in the mindset. But I've been kind of in a rocking mood, you know. I'm like I'm kind of amped up to go, and I'm like, yeah, I want to keep this this energy going. And so I put on Motley Crue. Did Motley Crue just release like a whole whole album worth of really shitty music? Like recently? Yes. I have no idea because I put it on like the um, uh, Amazon Music. Yeah. And the like half the songs that played, I did not know. I didn't recognize the the names of the songs, and you know, I know quite a few, even like the deeper cuts on the albums. I, I at least recognize them. Yeah. I didn't recognize any of these songs. They all sounded like the same song, and it was shit. Let's find out. Let's see here. It's, it was, uh, uh, what the hell was it called? It's like the, the something. It's, it's a it's a one word. New Tattoo? No, it came out in 2000. No, no, no. This was, it almost sounded like a band's name, and they, they, they had a new song, a, a song I've never heard, and I've heard it. Referenced on the radio, but I didn't know it was Motley Crue. 
it's the theme for a movie or a, dirt. No, 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 it wasn't that. Um, I don't know what the fuck it was. Like the Ravagers. Oh, like the re- Retaliators. Retaliators. They, yeah, it's not out yet, and I've seen it, and it's got a good headline or good band lineup. Is it a, a movie? It's a movie coming out. Well, they played a few tunes off of that album, and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. And if they were Motley Crue, they all sounded like shit. Well, let me see here. They have one song. Oh. Who's that playing on the radio? Featuring, you know, I'm like, you know what? There's my phone again. Yeah. Did it just take off playing it? No, I actually started playing it because I just wanted to yeah. read who else was on it. But, yeah, it, it it was fucking bad. I didn't I didn't care for it. Um, oh, featuring... Uh, featuring Asking Alexandria. Yeah, and they're okay. And Hero, Hero the Hero. Hero the Hero. Yep. Okay, well, I don't know. That's all that three bands playing in one song. Maybe that's why it sounded like shit. Because it did, it sounded bad. Um, the funny thing is, okay, so they, uh, the other day, you know, how the radio will come on and they'll say, like. Oh, no, it is. Yeah, it's Motley Crue, Asking Alexandria, Ice, Ice Nine Kills, and The New Ages to New. From New Ages, from Ashes to New. All played on one track. It must be. Wow. Well, um, you know how the radio will come on, they'll be like, New Rock, and then they'll say the name? Yeah. So they go, New Rock, The Retaliators, playing the, re- the theme from the, re- uh, from the Retaliators. And I was like, what the hell is this? And then pretty soon, Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit starts up, and I'm like, I love it when f- radio stations fuck up like that. Oh, yeah. But they're like, I'm like, I'm going to listen to some music. This is like 30 years old. Yeah. Like, that's great. But, yeah. So, yeah, Motley Crue. They need to hang it up. They yeah. should have stayed retired. Be, you know, I think whatever. they got bored. I think they either got bored or they got greedy. So, yeah, if you, wanna, if you want the history of G.I. Joe, watch one of those documentaries because they cover it so much better than we're going to and we're not going to rehash it because we've all seen that shit. And if you're into this podcast, you'll be into that shit. So yeah. the, the toys that raised us, or what the fuck is that called? The the toys that, that made us? Toys that made us, yeah. Or the toys that made America. They're, they're, there's two different ones. But they're essentially the same show. Pretty much. So G.I. Joe started out... Uh, In the 60s? 63. But they were a 12-inch figure. They were they were like a Barbie-sized yeah. figure. They were just your basic army figure. Yeah, and... Didn't even have the Kung Fu grip. No, and there was only four of them at first. And it was, you know, G.I. Joe, America's Movable Fighting Man. And that was, you know, these, like, Ken doll-sized things. Um, The original names of them were Rocky, who was a Marine soldier. Skip was a sailor. And uh, Ace was a pilot. Those were the first three. And so they... You know, they just kind of build off of that into the 70s. They had the G.I. Joe Adventure Team. Yeah, they came with, like, accessories. Yeah, that's when they started having the the guns and all that. And that was because of the Vietnam War. Yep. Uh, They wanted, you know, to kind of not necessarily capitalize on that, but it was in pop culture. It was in the news. And so, I guess capitalize, yeah, they did. They, They didn't want to, like, promote the war. They actually... Hasbro wanted to shy away from it. And they're like, yeah, we don't really want to 
you know, take a stance on this war because it wasn't popular at the time. Uh, but they finally did. And then in 74, that's when the Kung Fu Grip was introduced. Yep. Okay, G.I. Joe with Kung Fu Grip. These, now, these are still the 12-inch the, the uh, size. In 76, the year I was born, G.I. Joe was given eagle eye vision. There was a lever on the back of the head that you could move move around, and their eyes would move around. So like make it look like they were looking around. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was around. They, they, they put different ones out. There was one called Mike Power, the Atomic Man. Um, then they started introducing car- uh, the, uh, the villains. Um, what, they're all Russian? The Intruders was what they were called. And then they had strongmen from another world. And co- there were comics included, like like with He-Man. They yeah. became a little comic book that told the story. That would kind of drive how you played with them. So, after a while, that kind of fizzled out. They've reintroduced these, these 12-inch figures time after time throughout the 90s and 2000s. But the one that we're most familiar with... The most, the more, the most popular one. When you think of GI Joe, this is what you think of. It's the uh, the three point seven five inch real American hero figure. Real American hero, and that started out in nineteen eighty two. In nineteen eighty two, they scaled them down to be the same size as the Star Wars figures that were out. Yep, because those were that's what was popular. That was wildly popular at the time. But they had the only thing they had beat that they beat Star Wars on is these guys actually their arms and legs can move. Yes, and they could twist. Yeah, they had they had more articulation yep. points. You know, the knees, the elbows would bend, and all that. So that's when they kind of relaunched GI Joe. Now, what I found it kind of interesting in '82 when they came out, they came out with maybe a dozen figures. Yeah, and. When you think of the G.I. Joe figures, there are certain ones you think of. And I think Duke is probably the most popular, the leader guy. Snake Eyes. Well, yeah, Snake Eyes is too. Snake Eyes was in the the first run. Uh, Duke was not. Really? They did not have a Duke. They didn't have a Duke? No. They had uh, Scarlet, the, the, you know, the, uh, the female, but they didn't have Duke. In that first run, they had... Very, they were very generic looking. Yeah. Um, Breaker, they had two different Cobra guys. They were just like the the generic Cobra officers, but one had an emblem on his chest of Cobra. He was the officer, and the other one did not. He was just like a Cobra soldier. Yeah. Uh, they had Flash, who's like the demolitions guy. Uh, Grunt, Rock and Roll, the machine gunner. Short Fuse, he was the bomb tech. Yep. Snake Eyes was in that. Snake Eyes is cool. He's a and ninja. Snake Eyes. They said they made Snake Eyes out of the the reason he was just all black. They didn't paint him. That's just the color of the plastic. Oh yeah, that, that, it was to save money I'm and sure. time. Yeah, because I guess what they were trying to uh, beat a deadline for like Christmas or some shit. Yes, and they turned out to be the most the most popular guy. Yeah, and Snake Eyes line. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I never had a Snake Eyes. We'll get into that later. Uh, Zap and uh, a Stalker, the Ranger. They also introduced some vehicles at the time. Um, Clutch was... The drivers now are part of this. 
Clutch, Grand Slam, Hawk, and Steeler. And then they did something that, I guess, Star Wars did it first, but they had a mail-in thing where you save proofs of purchase. So their mail-in figure was actually Cobra Commander. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was a mail-in. Well, and we'll get into it later. I remember a later version of Cobra Commander that was a mail-in, but the, the original was a mail-in in, uh, in 82. And so not a lot of kids had Cobra Commander. Probably not. He's probably pretty rare. Now, the next series, too, the following year with that they released, I think more of the figures that you think of when you think of G.I. Joe are in that. Yeah. Um, they had Airborne, Destro, with the chrome face, which was always really cool. Doc, the medic. Yep. Gung-Ho, the... Marine. The bare-chested Marine with the tattoo on his chest, which he's always a badass. Major Blood. Snow Job, which, how the fuck they got away with that name? Snow Job? I do not know. <laughs> but he's the Arctic Trooper, so he came in a parka with a bright red beard. Um, Torpedo, who was like a, a seal. Yep. And uh, I don't know who the hell this guy is. Who's this guy? That is Tripwire. Tripwire, yep. Tripwire, he, and he's a mine detector. Obviously, they released more vehicles. So you had Ace who was the pilot of the airplane. Yep. You had, the, they came out with the Cobra Hiss. So it was always kind of funny where like the, the, the G.I. Joe guys, if they had a vehicle, they had a cool name. The the Hiss came with its driver named the Cobra Hiss driver. The Cobra Hiss driver. That was it. Well, Cobra Commander didn't want to come up with all the names for everybody. Yeah, so. he was lazy. Yeah. Um, Cover Girl, Grand Slam. Gr there's another version of Grunt. The Viper pilot for the Cobras, and the helicopter pilot for G.I. Joe, Wild Bill. I like Wild Bill. He's the only one who flew the helicopter. Everybody else was flying planes and whatnot. Oh, yeah. He had a helicopter. Yeah. Um, the mail-ins for this series were Duke and Major, Blood. and Major Blood. They came out with a second run in 83. And that second run was a lot of the original people yep um actually all of the original people came you know they re-released them so there was probably some improvement you know so there's probably some collector value to the originals or i don't know probably something there their elbow probably bends different or something i don't know what the fuck and they had a swivel oh, the 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 second run had the swivel action arm oh the original did not oh okay so they had the swivel action now that's right the next run again more of the more recognizable characters. Baroness. Um, barbecue. Or not barbecue. Yeah, Blowtorch. Blowtorch. Duke is actually released as a a figure. Firefly. Who I is, like Firefly. That's the ninja that I had. He's, a, he's an explosive expert. Yes, he is. But he's dressed just like Storm Shadow almost. But in camouflage. Uh, Mutt, who came with the dog Junkyard. Yep. Uh, Recondo, who he was like a, kind of a... a, a Scout type thing. I thought that was Outback. No, no, Outback was diff a different guy. He was much later. Um, Ripcord, who was a paratrooper. Roadblock, who I loved. Roadblock. Roadblock. He always he, talked in rhymes. And he, yeah, and he had that great big machine gun. I wish The Rock would have talked in rhymes and he played Roadblock. I know. Um, Scrap Iron, Spirit, the Native American tracker. Yep. And then we finally see Storm Shadow. So now. Uh, uh, now we've got a villain for Snake, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes has a villain, yeah. 
again, tons of vehicle drivers. There's another version of Clutch, um, uh, the Cobra Stinger driver. Now, Cobra actually got a name, Copperhead. Copperhead. Cutter. Cutter drove the hovercraft. I wanted that oh, yeah. fucking hovercraft. I wanted it so bad. I don't think it actually floated, did it? Um, no, I don't think it was supposed to. Yeah. It did not. I think my friend tried to, we tried to float it in a, in a, uh, like a horse tank. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think it floated. It sunk yeah, like I think a it rock. Sunk, yeah. Um, Deep Six, who was their scuba guy. Thunder. Wild Weasel. Wild Weasel was cool. And then one of my favorites of all time, Zartan. He was the only one that changed color. No, all the, all the Dreadnoughts did. No. No, just his brother and sister did. His brother and sister did. Yeah. Um, and they came along later, but I love Zartan. Um, and then this is the mail-in figure that I got. It was Cobra Commander, but he had a hood over... Instead a of having mask. a metal mask, he had a, a bag over his head. A bag? <laughs> basically, he had a fucking bag over his head. They called it a hood. But and then as you get going, I mean, they, they would revamp guys. You finally got uh, the, the Flint character... And this is, I think, 85 is about when I really started collecting. That's when I started getting them. Because I had all of these guys. Bazooka, yep. uh, Barbecue, uh, Alpine. Had all the Dreadnoughts. All the, yeah, well, I had the original three Dreadnoughts. Because there were more that were introduced later. Um, the, the Dreadnought, and we, we'll go into the, the, these in more detail. But uh, you had all the Dreadnoughts. Uh, you had Shipwreck. I like Shipwreck. He was cool. Quick Kick. You had the Twins. See, I'm surprised Quick Kick... Well, you know what? I think the toys the toys came out way before the cartoon did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it did. And this is another one that I fucking wanted all the time. Tollbooth. Tollbooth came with the bridge layer. Oh, yeah. The bridge layer was a badass. And I, I always thought, do they actually have a vehicle like this in the Army? Then that's what I was thinking. They do. To. And they do. Yeah. They have a thing that comes up and it like unfolds a bridge across a, a, a chasm. It's like one of the few things that's actually exact as it should be. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of it's like way fucking crazy shit. But then they started getting into the space shit because they had Starduster. And I think he was a pilot of some fucking spacecraft or something. Um, no, let's just look. We got this mail in. What the fuck is this? This listen and fun. Oh, he was, Starduster was a jetpack trooper. Oh. He had a jetpack. Is this the guy in the red? Uh, no, no. That's tripwire. That's a red tripwire. Yeah, it's a red tripwire. Listen and fun. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Let's find out. Listen and fun tripwire did not come with the traditional file card. However, there was a yellow, a small yellow file card-like description on the front of the card. Fuck, I don't know. At some point, hmm. the listen and fun tripwire was available, was available bagged. Either pre-production or leftover stock. So, he was leftover. And they just re repainted him or something? Yeah, I don't think, I think that's, I don't think they actually, they probably painted a couple things on him. But I'm guessing that the original mold was red. Yeah, it might have been. So, I mean, you can see within the first four years, they basically have introduced all the characters that we we're really into. Oh, it was it was packaged. Here we go. Sorry, I, sh I should have kept reading. It was packaged exclusively with a listen and fun audio tape, the Cobra Revenge. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. So you know, within within the first four to five years, they have released everybody that we kind of grew up with. I think. Um, 
you know, they had the bats, the robots. They had Dr. Mindbender came out. Uh, this is in 86. Uh, the uh, um, Monkey Wrench, the, the fourth Dreadnought. Uh, the brother and sister to Zartan, which was Xandar and Zarina. Beachhead. Beachhead. Beachhead was awesome. Yep. Um, th- then they started putting out, like, uh, different, like a series. Like, this one has Special miss- Mission Brazil, which I never saw these. No. Maybe, maybe they were only released in Brazil. Um, but then their vehicles started to expand. They they had many more different vehicles, things like that. And let's just stop. We'll stop and let's talk about what were some of your favorite characters that you that you had that you played with. I like I said I liked all the dreadnoughts because they had the cool car. Well, they had motorcycles at first. Yeah, and then they had they got the badass car vehicle thing with with their uh, oh that was that was in this year actually eighty uh, six they got. Um, Thrasher was his name. Yeah, he was the driver. Yeah, was the driver. So I had, you know, I had those, and then uh, I'd say Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, mm-hmm. and then shit, I don't remember. I mean, I know I had a Cobra Commander, at least a couple of them, and I didn't get too many vehicles, just because my mom didn't want to buy a lot of vehicles. Right. Um, but I remember having. The Dreadnought's car, mm-hmm. and maybe a couple other ones. I don't, you know, I'm not fully sure, but I know like my buddy had, he had everything. Oh yeah, I had a friend like that too. Yeah, he had like the the, the Cobra base and the GI Joe base, and he had like the the fucking um, the aircraft carrier and all that shit. Yep. Yeah, the it, USS it was, Flag. Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, so so we spent a lot of time at his house. Okay, so he, was he the type of friend that would share that shit? Oh yeah, you can play with it. I was the type of friend I was like, "This is mine. You're not playing with it." See, I, I had I had one friend. He had I was always Snake Eyes. Really? I, I never had. A, I didn't even ever have a Snake Eyes. Never. I never had Storm Shadow either. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I never had either one of them. Um, I was a big Dreadnoughts guy. I loved the Zartan because Dreadnoughts and Zartan kind of go together. Yeah, Dread, Zartan's a leader of the Dreadnoughts. Yeah, and so I love the Dreadnoughts, but, but they're not very loyal. They're none of them are loyal. They're idiots. Yeah. Um. I, I really enjoyed... And we talked the, about that in one of our other shows. Yeah. All the villains were stupid. They're stupid. And especially the, the Dreadnoughts. Um, so I, I, I love them because they, they were, you know, punks and bikers. And, yeah. You know, and they were just fun characters. Uh, and Zartan was badass because he changed color and he had that little mask. Yeah, he came with that, a mask. He was a master of disguise. So he had that little mask. See, I always thought, Zart- I always thought that was Zartan's hair. Oh, really? Yeah, I always thought it was his hair. It's like a hood. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's bald. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know he's bald. I know if you took that, that hood off him, he's bald. He's bald. Um, but, so so I had my one friend, he uh, he was the type, you go over to his house, if you were, you know, if you were the Cobra guy, you could play with every Cobra thing that he had. Yeah. Every vehicle, you know, all that shit. Or if you were G.I. Joe, you could play with all the G.I. Joe shit that he had. Then I had another friend that had everything. And it was like, you know, you're playing. And it's like, and now I'm going to go get on the aircraft carrier. No! Don't touch it. And it's like, what? Yeah. Don't touch that. And it's like, I'm just going to put the guy. No! Well, they have everything where I want it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, then maybe I'll just go get in the airplane. No! It's like, what the fuck? You know, so you had like the G.I. Joe bicycle. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, to, you can play with this. Here, here here's a, a G.I. Joe skateboard you can play with. Well, it wasn't even as cool as like Pee Wee Herman's bicycle. No. So you got the broken motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a few of the, the bigger, like I had the Dreadnoughts car, of course. Yeah. Um, and then they had different, it seemed like they had different categories of vehicle. Some of them were like the giant, the aircraft carrier. The, the what the fuck was the the airplane called? The sky, the sky striker. Sky striker. I believe I had one of those. I've got one now. Yeah, you, but, yeah, you've got one now. You're working on. Um, but they they had like that. That was the big expensive ones. Yeah, they cost like back then probably like forty bucks. Forty bucks, yeah. You know, those were Christmas presents. But then they had smaller ones. Like they had a small uh, GI Joe raft. Yeah, they had a small. Uh, like a, a small tank. Like the Hiss tank was a small one. Yep. I had the Hiss tank. Um, they had certain ones that were smaller or it was like, and they all came with a figure or like Zartan had his little swamp buggy. Uh, there was a, uh, Oh, that's right. He did. did yeah. He? he had that little swamp buggy that he, they, uh, Serpentor, the emperor of Cobra. Um, he had like a little hovercraft, hover aircraft thing that he rode around and on. He was always yelling, Cobra! Yeah. So, this I command! Yeah, he had, he had his own little group, Cobra Law. That, they were like, they were like, not aliens, but like a lost civilization. Yeah, it, it, some of this shit was just bizarre. So, some of those guys were fucking cool, though. Those Cobra Law guys? Yeah. They, they were cool. Oh, yeah, it was like the Horde, you know, yeah. in, in He-Man. So, I had, I would say, a, a good handful of those smaller, you know, the, the I call them like lower class, poor people vehicles. Yeah. You could get them for like, 15 bucks. Yeah, the Kmart. The yeah. Kmart G.I. Joe stuff. Well, yeah, there was official G.I. Joe shit, but it was like um, $15. So that was like a birthday gift. You know, something yeah. like that. Uh, I had this guy, Big Boa. This is the 87. Oh, yeah. He was the boxer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember him. I had a lot of bad guys. You know, I had a, a kind of a... I had kind of a, a a mixture of both, um, but if I remember right, you could get a GI Joe figure. They're like four bucks. They're, yeah, four bucks back then, and it was, you know, you'd go through Kmart, and the last thing you we would always do, you know, you go get what you came for. Then we would take a trip up the toy aisle, and I would always grab either a He Man or a GI Joe, and usually it was GI Joe because I was really into it. Yeah. And it was four bucks. A lot of times you could afford to get two of them. So you get a Joe and a Cobra. You know, whatever was the, the cool looking one at the time. Interestingly enough, I don't believe, with the exception of Zartan's sister, I did not have any of the female G.I. Joes. Not a one of them. I didn't have a Baroness. I didn't have a Lady J. No, I did I, not have I, a Scarlet. I didn't have those. Um... I was in, very interested in them, you know, uh, you know, being a, a, a young young man. Uh, yeah. I had a thing for Lady J. Uh, I see. I was a Scarlet guy. I re- I like the you only know, Lady J had a lower hair. cut hair, lower, lower cut shirt. Well, yeah, Scarlet had red hair. She did, and that's so why I was you know. And the Baroness was always kind of a. She kind of had that naughty librarian look. She did. On, you know, the glasses and, and the leather. The leather. Well, I don't know a lot of librarians that wear leather. But, oh, uh, not not when they're at the library. Well, it depends on what kind of library you go to, I guess. <laughs> but the uh, Library of Congress. I don't think they were leather there. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty sure they don't. I've never been there, but 
I, if they do, maybe we need to take a trip. <laughs> but Trip to D.C. Yeah, we're going to D.C. For what? We're going to go see that leather-clad dominatrix librarian they got there. <laughs> they don't have that, you jackass. The Library of Congress isn't a real library. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, this is the year in 87. They had the mail-in for um, the refrigerator. Yeah, I, I want to get into that, okay? So we'll just let's jump into that. So there's only been three actual people ever made into G.I. Joe's. Um, and the first one was Sergeant Slaughter because they needed a drill instructor, right? When did he come out? Sergeant Slaughter, he came out in 85. Did he? I didn't see it. And there, he he originally was a mail-in. Oh, shit, there he is. Yeah, originally he was a mail-in. Wait. But he also came with the Slaughter Marauder tank. Yeah. I, I don't see him on the 85 list. Am I in 85? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's there. He, I think he's there. No. Is he, 86, sorry. 86. Um, and that's when he was, you know, the Slaughter Marauder tank. But it says here he, uh, he was released in 85, but he was in Series 5. Oh, no, no. He was in 85's. They announced it in 85. Oh. He was available in 86. Because they brought him in to whoop some Pentor's ass. Yes, they did. And he's the very first celebrity ever, you know, made into a, a figure and, and a character. He was also... Oh, know, they had so they, they had the mail-in and they had the, the other one. Yeah, he was also with the, the tank. Yep. Um, but he was their, their drill instructor, you know, kind of whip him into shape. And they, they figured that G.I. Joe is such an elite group that any one of them could be qualified to be a drill instructor. Yeah. So they needed somebody super special to control these guys. And Sergeant Slaughter was the man. And he brought in the new recruits. Yeah, he would bring in new recruits and all that. Uh, and they had a whole story about him, you know. Uh, you know, but it's kind of cool that he crossed over like that. Well, it also crossed over into his real life career. Yeah. Because he became like the spokesman for G.I. Joe. It actually got him in some trouble. I remember hearing a story where he was making all his money off of G.I. Joe. And Vince McMahon was like, see, so you're making some money here. Um, That's when they turned him heel. Let's, no, not, not at first. It was like, I see you're making some money here. Let's, uh, let's have some of that money. You know, we own Sergeant Slaughter. And he said, no, actually you don't. Because Sergeant Slaughter was his creation. Yeah. He brought it with him when he came to, he, he started in, in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Over in Ghana. And Sergeant Slaughter was, uh, he, he came up with his own character. He was one of the very first in the modern era to use entry music. He, uh, he walked up when Vince Sr., Vince's dad, was still in charge. And he said, I, I got to, he goes, is there anything I can do for you? He goes, you're really getting over. Is there anything I can do for you? And he goes, yeah. He goes, what I want you to do. Sarge would always come to the ring. He'd pass out miniature American flags, and then he would lead the audience through the Pledge of Allegiance. Yep. And he says, I got something I want to try. And he goes, what's that? And he goes, I want you to play this cassette tape for me. So they got a, a cassette player, and they put it up by the house microphone. And it was the uh, the Marine battle hymn. That oh, know, yeah. So he said, I want you to play this. And so they played it, and when it started, he went to walk out, and Vince held him back, Vince Sr. He said, wait a minute. And he stood there listening, and the crowd started going nuts because they knew it was going to be Sergeant Slaughter coming out. And he goes, just wait. 
So they let it play for a while. He goes, this was a good idea. Go. And he had him come out, and the crowd exploded when he, when he oh walked in the curtain. So he was one of the first to do that. But then Vince Jr. wanted some money from And he said, you know, we own Sergeant Slaughter. And he goes, no, you don't. And, by the way, you can go fuck yourself. You're not getting any money. Yeah. So he actually left the WWF for a while. And it was over G.I. Joe. Because he was making so much money not beating up his body. Yeah. So he went to be the spokesman for G.I. Joe for many years. Then when he came back, that's when they turned him bad and made him be an Iraqi sympathizer during the Iraq war. And that kind of that kind of fucked him on, on his G.I. Joe money. Yeah, he lost he lost that whole contract. But he, he did lose the contract, but by that point, his popularity with G.I. Joe was starting to wane. Yeah. And it did resurge, and he does appearances for Hasbro still. Uh, does he? Yes. Nice. Um, but it started it started to kind of fizzle out, and so that's when he went back to wrestling. But he had a limousine painted up in camouflage. Oh, no shit. That he drove around the country in. Nice. Yes. Uh, and apparently he would, he was known for, uh, he had a Cadillac as well that was camouflaged. He was known for, if there was a, some kind of issue, like fans were swarming, you know, the, the uh, Coliseum or whatever, not letting people in or out. Yeah. Uh, or there were people screwed around with different wrestlers' cars. He was known for ramming vehicles and ramming, you know, like speeding towards crowds to disperse them in his camouflaged vehicles. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't get away with that shit these days. No. Um, so I said that there were only three actual people, and you mentioned the fridge. Yep. So uh, the fridge was a mail order in '87. He was available through '88, and they put him back out again in '89. Uh, William Perry played for the Sh- uh, Chicago Bears uh, during the Super Bowl years when when the Bears were winning the Super Bowls and shit. Yep. So they they decided to jump on board and make him a, a, a figure. Now, what I think is very, very ironic is what his specialty is, is physical training instructor. He's a physical training instructor? Let's remember, he's named the refrigerator because he was the size of a refrigerator. Refrigerator, Yeah, he was a big boy. Very, very big boy. Um, If you remember when he played football, (coughs) he was one of the first, I don't remember, was he a linebacker? I think so. He was one of the very first and only that scored a touchdown. He ran a touchdown back. Yeah. And if if you were I I can I wasn't a big sports guy at all. Never I I still I still am not. But I remember seeing that footage and it looked like he was jogging at best to get in there and it was more of like a mall walk. He was he was just a big he boy. was big and moving slow and guys couldn't take him down and then they really started blocking for him, so he had kind of an open field and he just kind of plotted his way into the end zone. He wasn't a fast dude, so for him to be the physical training instructor is just funny as shit for me. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. Well, that's what I think. You know, it's like really, but his weapon he had a of. Metal football attached to a chain. Yeah, they would swing around. Um, I mean, so, they were trying to kill people with that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, but that was a very brief tie-in because eventually he wasn't a popular football player anymore. No, he had a short, short run. He didn't have a short career, but he had a short run as being a like G.I. Joe, a, 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 a famous popular football player. 
And uh, and then as a GI Joe, yeah, I mean, three years he was. I mean, they probably they probably couldn't afford him. That's possible. Um, he was also involved in WrestleMania two. He yeah. was in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania two. So another wrestling tie-in with GI Joe. The third one not going to be any different. Rowdy Roddy Piper. What year did that come out? Because I'm trying to find that one. Piper um, actually came out in 2007. Oh. And he was a uh, he was an exclusive character from the International GI Joe conventions. You know, Comic Con will give yeah. their con exclusive where you can only get it there. It was the inter- the International GI Joe convention from the GI Joe Collectors Club, and they said it was common to name the characters after real individuals, but maybe not be the actual person. Iron Grenader Trainer. Yes. Grenadier. Grenadier. Yes. Grenader sounded good too. Grenader me. sounds good. What's a grenadier? But he they made they made the Piper figure and then that year that they released him, they had Roddy Piper at the convention to sign the figures. Oh nice. So any of these figures that you see, he's probably they're probably signed. You know. He came with a motorcycle helmet, a leather jacket, and a kilt, and then a, a display stand. So it's obvious that he was never meant to be a kid's toy. No, he was a. It was purely a collection thing. I. Uh, he got his right boots on him. What's that? He didn't have the right boots on him. No, he got black boots. He's all in black. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of cool that the three real life people they they're all sports figures, but all three of them have a tie to professional wrestling. Yeah, they do. You know, and I I never had any of those. I didn't have. You know, the, the, the I never had, yeah, I didn't have the fridge or I mean, I had slaughter, I didn't have the mail in, but yeah, I had guys, I guess I had his tank, the one that came with the tank. Oh, the slaughter marauder, yep. Now, of course, G.I. Joe was obviously meant to. I'm really surprised, like, John Cena hasn't come with G.I. Joe. Well, I know, and with the re release, that you would think that they would have more of them and more of a crossover. But I also think that Vince wanted a lot of Vince money. wanted the money, yeah. So maybe it wasn't feasible. Because this guy here, who is this? Rapid Fire came out in '90. <laughs> Looks like John Cena. Looks exactly like John Cena. Yeah. Even with yeah, with the armbands and everything. So I mean, they they I mean, that's where Cena got his look. Well, they have they they did say that. They would often take characteristics of people, of well, real life is, this people. This is in 90. This was way before Cena. Oh, it was way before Cena. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But they, they did say they would often take characteristics of people. Maybe they maybe they can tell the future like, like the Simpsons can. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, They started to release, like I said, different characters, different teams. Uh, they had Slaughter's Renegades and Slaughter's Marauders uh, that, that were released as like a small group of guys. That they were like special guys, and they all went as a team. A lot of times, came in a three pack. Yep. Um, the Cobra Law. They had like that snake looking guy, uh, Gobulus. The Cobra Law guys were awesome. He was like the leader of the Cobra Law. Yep. And Nemesis and the Royal Guard. The Nemesis was awesome because he had them big giant freaking uh, bat wings. Yeah. Now they came. They they were part of Serpentor. Say, I okay. I got. I had Serpentor. I love Serpentor. He had like that big cobra head on top of his head, like mm-hmm. the helmet. Well, the problem was it had a lower jaw. 
And that piece was independent. It didn't come off. But that lower jaw came out away from his mouth. It wasn't molded to his face. Oh, no shit. My lower jaw broke off of mine. And I was like devastated. So I was old enough. So he was like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fender. Come on. Well, I was old enough to know, okay, I can fix this. I wasn't going to ask for help. So I went and got, you know, those syringes of two-part epoxy. It's like two syringes and the, the plungers are hooked together and you squeeze out an equal amount of each and then mix it together and it hardens into a, like, a, yeah, you know what that shit is. So I went and got some of that Uh oh. and I squeezed out a big old glob of it on mm-hmm. some cardboard and I like got a nail or something and I was like slathering his face with this shit and I put that jaw on there. End up gluing myself to several pieces of Serpentor <laughs> and just get that shit everywhere. You and Serpentor were one. The problem is, first off, that stuff stinks. Yeah. It smells like shit. Um, I end up getting it everywhere on me, on all over Serpentor, all over other, like, I think I got it on, like, the wheel of a vehicle and the wheel got stuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I just got it, the shit all over the place. And so my Serpentor, he smelled terrible for the rest of his life life he's just his his mouth smelled bad <laughs> why were you smelling his mouth well i you could smell it from an arm's distance away that shit stinks i wasn't like sniffing his mouth about that fucking weird. well they got a fat cobra exactly. soldier yeah they do i don't know why but so yeah it's built like us my my serpentor stunk he smelled bad um and I, I would say I had a good, you know, a good, a decent collection of GI Joes. You know, not like every one, not like hundreds or anything like that. No, I mean I had a handful. I I probably had you know a good thirty or forty. I guess a bucket full is what I had. Yeah, and they made really cool, you know, like display cases and carrying cases, and they had that uh, that 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 truck that they could all fit in and oh yeah, all that shit, you know, a personnel carrier and all that. So G.I. Joe obviously was designed for and intended to play war, right? And I'm sure that you played war with them. Oh, yeah. I played by war, myself. war with them as well, by myself as well. But I have to ask, and I think I probably know the answer. Did you have a G.I. Joe wrestling league? No, I don't. What? I, I, don't, I don't, you know, I may have. I'm not 100% positive. Almost everyone I know that had G.I. Joe's they had a G.I. Joe wrestling league where you would make them wrestle. I'd always have them fight to the death. Well, they're, it's just, yeah, you like hand-to-hand combat. See, I, I my guys would wrestle, and I, I would well, announce I blew them. mine up with firecrackers. We did that, too. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we had a wrestling league, and... We were destructive kids. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and now it's like we collect that shit again. Yeah, I'm like, I missed this. I blew this up. Yeah, but... Uh, so I'd have the, the, the wrestling league... And, you know, it was always Cobra would be the, the, the heels yep. and G.I. Joe would always be the faces. And I'd have them out there wrestling. But when I did tag teams, I had the twins, Tomax and Zayn. Oh, yeah. And I would make them switch in and out like the Killer Bees did with their masks. You know, how, how yeah. they, the, the, or the, bro, the brother teams would always do that. Well, they would switch in and out illegally. And I, Tomax and Zayn were awesome, too. I did like those characters. I had those. Remember, they came in that really special package. They were two-pack. It was a two-pack, and they had the mirror on the side of each one. Yep. It was, like, a shiny. 
Um, which shiny is my favorite color. And shiny. I like shiny. But oh quarter. <laughs> Ooh. Piece of candy. Oh, piece of candy. Um so I, it was like you would get the special ones now and again, or the two packs or the three packs, but mostly it was those four dollar figures. And I think that was probably what made G.I. Joe the most popular with us. Yeah. It was cheap. Back then, it was they were fucking cheap. Yeah, they were super cheap, and now and, they're like 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, and even back then, you know, five bucks wasn't a ton of money, but sometimes it was hard to scrape five bucks up to get one. Yeah. You know? Uh, a vehicle was a once-in-a-while purchase. Uh, you would save up allowance for it. I think I saved up allowance to get the uh, the Dreadnoughts. I didn't have an allowance. Oh, see, I had an allowance. I just cried until I got it. Yeah, well. It didn't work either. Yeah, you still do that with toys. Cry until you get it, but well, now I just think so. I'm gonna get this, and then I, I'll have it in my hand. I'll have it in the cart. Within a week, you'll have fucking have the shit, and then I'll put it away. I'm yeah. like, I can't get this today. Yeah, I gotta think smart sometimes. Well, we try, but yeah, I mean, GI Joe. Basically, for the most part, it was like the you could say common man yeah. toy because it was so affordable. But, you know, the, the common kid toy. And then you had that one kid that had fucking everything. Everything. And you hated him. If you, especially if you didn't let you touch the shit. Because, you know, you always wanted to play with that shit. And we would take him to school. We actually got told we couldn't bring G.I. Joe. Yep, I remember doing that. But then we were told we could bring G.I. Joe. Couldn't bring the weapons. Yeah. So then you'd get in some hand-to-hand fighting. Or you'd go out and you'd be if Like we played on the playground. You'd find a stick. Yeah. And, and G.I. Joe would have a stick. You know, that would be a gun or a, just a, a club or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, fucking G.I. Joe, man. It rocked to play with. I love G.I. Joe's. Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, I I would like to start getting them again, but a lot of them are just super expensive. I mean, the figures, I mean, you can probably buy the figures loose 10 bucks. Right. Um, and then the vehicles even loose. Like, I got lucky with the ones I've got now because they were given to me. But, like, the Sky Striker I've got, that thing is, like, anywhere from $50 to $150. And I have seen some of them, like the, the aircraft carrier and stuff. Jesus Christ, those are super expensive. $2,000. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't justify spending that much money on a toy. You know? No. Eventually. until my kids are out of the house. Right. I mean, eventually, I think... When it got outside of the core G.I. Joes that we think of, that we relate to, that we remember. The 80s to 82 to 89. That's about, yeah, 82 to maybe even 88, you yeah. know, 87, 88. The first five or six years, those are the ones of the cores. Those are the ones that were in the cartoons. Those were the important ones. Like, I, I really liked, like, the Tiger Force and the, uh, the hell was it? They had Slaughter's Marauders, Tiger Force... Python Patrol. Python Patrol. I, I love those. Because they, like, they took each other's vehicles. Like, G.I. Joe took Cobra's vehicles and Cobra took G.I. Yes. Joe's vehicles and made them their own. Yep, I remember that. But there there came a point where I was not interested in getting new G.I. Joe's anymore. That was me about, I think, by the time I think I hit 11. Yeah. and I was Or 10, and I was like, I'm too old to play with toys. See, I did double digits. I didn't get to that point. I got to where it was like, Enough is enough, and they're starting to get ridiculous. Um, like when they had the, the the crocodile master. 
Oh yeah. And and they had the Croc Master. They had the Croc Master, and if I remember right, they did a Street Fighter crossover. Yeah. And was, they had like Vega and yeah, that was stupid. Major Bison. And I think that was, I think that was a huge flop too. I think so. They had Ninja Force and Echo Warriors. That's when I was like, all right, that's enough. You know, I'm not. They were they were stretching. They they really were, and they were just kind of coming up with stupid shit. Um. So yeah, it, my my GI Joe collecting only lasts about five or six years. Yeah, I still played with them after that, and they still were my wrestlers. Yeah, and all that. But then I got to be a teenager, and all my GI Joes mysteriously disappeared. They went to my cousin, and I never saw them again. Yep. Um, the ones see, I never really blew my own up. I blew my friends up. I blew mine up because my I brother had fireworks. Well, I remember we melted the the twins. We melted their hands together, <laughs> and we melted them to a bottle rocket, and we found pieces of them. Oh my god! Yeah, we we, we launched those things, and they they went. It was a big bottle. You know, it wasn't a little bitty bottle rocket. It was a one of those bigger bottle rockets. Yeah. But we hooked them all together, and we sent that some bitch skyward, and boom! We we're like, yeah! And then it was like raining plastic. Yeah, raining plastic and and GI Joe limbs, but yeah, for the most part, the destructive shit. The one thing that okay, I remember. I just remembered this. So my buddy, the one that had everything that let us play with everything. Yeah, we wanted to see, like, how dark green because Zartan got green. Oh yeah, he turned super dark green. in the light, right? When he got in sunlight. Yeah. So we thought we want to see how green he'll get. So we got um, one of those. Uh, I mean, you put them on like on top of lizard cages with the the metal. Oh, the heat lamps. The heat, yeah, it wasn't a heat lamp though. It was just a bright ass light. But you see them on, like a lot of times on like top of lizard cages. They have that metal, yeah, cone around them, and a bright fucking light. Well, he had one of those. I they use them for construction and shit too. And so we got one of those. <laughs> we turned it on and we slid uh, Zartan up under there to where he'd get you know. Maybe we laid him down and we put the the thing on top of him. Did he melt. We forgot about him. And when we went to find him, we were like, oh, shit, because we thought we smelled something burning. We're like, what the fuck is it? Oh, shit. And we picked up that thing. And there he was, like, laying there, all lo- like, <laughs> so- soft looking. And we picked him up, and we, like, pushed at him, and his nose went sideways. <laughs> and my buddy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, here's, he said, what did you do to my, my Zartan? I said, I didn't do anything to it. You put him under there. That might have been my idea. Yeah. But you put him under there. And now his nose is all squished to the side. <laughs> and he's like, you need to give me yours. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not giving you mine. I'm not taking crooked nose Zartan. He ended up buying a new one because his Zartan was fucked up. But yeah, it, it looked like Zartan got his nose busted. It was all sideways and shit. You never got to play with his toys again, did you? Oh, no, I did. <laughs> and he would ri- he, he lived about a mile away from me out in the country. He would ride his bike to my house with all of... Because every G.I. Joe came with a file card that you could cut out of the back of the... Yeah. And he would... He had a stack of, I mean, he had all, every fucking G.I. Joe made in this era. So he'd had a huge stack of them, you know, maybe like six or eight inches thick. He would stick that in his sock, ride his bike down to my house, and we'd just sit there and read. Mm-hmm. He didn't have, we didn't have one figure out. We'd just sit and read the G.I. Joe file cards, Oh, like for hours. Oh, my God. And, you know, that's, we didn't understand what a lot of it said. It was like. Their classification, E6, E8, whatever. We yeah. had no clue what that meant. And they probably, the guys who made this shit probably didn't know what that meant. You know, yeah, they, it probably wasn't military accurate, necessarily. 
uh, especially not during this era, maybe in the beginning, because, yeah. you know, they were very, very accurate. Um, but, yeah, he used to do that. And that There were so many facets to the, to the G.I. Joe world, you know, the toy, the toy line. All the vehicles, all the everything. But I think we're in agreement that the Dreadnoughts were the coolest. Yeah, oh, yeah. They were the, the, the mercenaries. They were for hire. They, were, they weren't part of Cobra. They were their own thing. Yeah. Zartan was never part of Cobra. He was his no, own. No, he was yeah, he was just paid. Yeah, he was he was a mercenary. Um so yeah. He went for whoever paid him the most. But he never worked for G.I. Joe. No, because they wouldn't pay him. No. Well because he, he was a dick to him all the time. So, I mean, is there anything else you want to cover with the toys? I mean, we really No, I think we covered you know, pretty we, much yeah, we, we, everything that we remember. Well, everything we remember and, and the stuff that's just, you know, coming to mind right now, you know. It just there were so many different ways to play with them. The, the rest, the wrestling thing was my favorite. Though. I always try to make them hold hands or shake hands. Yeah, shake hands. Yep. And sometimes you get them like their hands locked together, and then it's like shit. Yeah. Their kung fu grip is strong. Yeah, it's very. They did have a very strong kung fu grip. And the early ones that came with animals were always cool, but you always, you you, you never had a GI Joe that had all of his shit. No. He'd lose his fucking helmet. You'd lose a little knife or gun, whatever came with him. I. Uh, the dog lost his leash immediately. You oh, know, yeah. Or broke. Um, the the uh, the sailor shipwreck, he had that little gun with the rope that hooked onto his wrist. That thing was gone. gone. It was gone within like 20 minutes of opening the package. Um, you know, because he had a little holster on his leg. It'd fall out. And it'd get vacuumed up or whatever. The fucking dog would eat it. Or, you know, it was like... But they were probably one of the first toys that had all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them would have, like, uh, a weapon. These came with, like, a weapon and a backpack and a helmet and a, a, a animal or a, something special. And then a secondary weapon, a sidearm, a knife, a fight, you know, whatever. They came with a ton of shit. They came with a ton of shit. And you could buy packages of just the shit. Yep. And you could buy packages of the little stands to put them on. And you could, I mean, with a little foot peg. Because they had a little hole oh, in their yeah. foot. Oh, yeah. I think they all did, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they all had a little hole in their foot. So... It was just interesting. Everything was probably as accurate as it could be, I think. And it was one of the first toys that did that. Because Star Wars wasn't. Because Star Wars was a fucking space fairy tale. Yeah. You know, this was real shit. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> this is real shit right here. This is real shit because in the, in the military, they all dressed in their appropriate sailor garb or marine garb. Do you remember? Gung-ho. So he was usually portrayed... With just a denim vest, so you could see his chest tattoo. Yeah, they had a mail away that he was in his marine his, dress his, blues. His blues, yeah. Oh my god, that was that is when I was like, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to join the Marines so I could wear that outfit. How'd that go for you? I uh, I was never a Marine. I came close to joining the Navy. They promised me I could be a SEAL. And then the dot dot dot, if you make it through the training. Yeah. And then the small print said will promise you the opportunity to try out for the training. Only the elite make it. And it's like, man, eh, not really too hip on this. Flat feet, huh? I do have flat feet. But that I don't think that disqualified me. Uh, it might have. I don't think you can have flat feet and get in the military. Really? Yeah. They never told me that. Yeah. I never got that far. Flat feet, can't have asthma. I don't have asthma. I don't know. But now, you know, I look back, it's like, eh... I think my 
military aspirations were based on GI Joe. So yeah, I probably would have been too. I probably would have been uh, huge disappointment. Yeah, big, huge disappointment, not only to me but probably also to the military for f- trying to train my stupid ass. Yeah, you know, like this fucking give this guy a fucking shovel. He's digging fucking shit houses for the rest. of his- <laughs> What did you do for the twenty years of the military? I dug latrine. I was the poop boy. I was I was the poop boy. <laughs> now I'm just a clown that runs around in the woods with a plunger. So I guess the prophecy You've come full circle. The, the prophecy came full circle. <laughs> so all right, anything else you want to cover in this first half? No. We, we talked a lot about toys. So why don't we take a break? All right, and we'll come back and we'll cover the cartoon, and we'll cover the movie, the the animated movie. Yep, GI Joe the movie, and anything else that happens to come up during that time. So uh, we'll take a break. Take a break. Yeah. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Get ready for the G.I. Joe code. Look out, Cobra. Better clear the road, cause Joe's coming at you with an armored toe. For more firepower, Joe hauls in the coastal defender. The sides fold down to reveal a mobile missile station. It's right out in tunnel rack. But Cobra's fighting back with the boar. It's crystal ball. Rip and roar, Cobra boar. Gonna be trouble for. G.I. Real American Hero. Adventure of G.I. Joe, Road Toad, Coastal Defender, Cobra Boar, figure sold separately. Go, Joe! That Joe's in trouble. No, the Cobras are in trouble. That Joe is Sergeant Slaughter. Don't mess with Sergeant Slaughter. He's as strong as they come. Meet Sergeant Slaughter and his Triple T tank. Sergeant! Sergeant Slaughter is now a part of G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. A real American hero. Lift the adventure of G.I. Joe. And look out, Cobra. Sergeant Slaughter comes with Triple T tank. Cobra figures and equipment sold separately. Here comes Zanzibar. Guess what, mates? I discovered the Joe's rocket base! He cycles ready! Let's destroy it! Watch out, Joe! Cause trouble awaits you! The dreadlock cycle's gonna devastate you! Dreadnoughts! You can't escape the air skiff, mate! Oh, wait and dirty your nice uniform! Cobra! Yo, Joe! G.I. Joe! Will G.I. Joe ever capture the vicious dreadnoughts? Find out in Marvel Comics! For freedom, wherever there's trouble, G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe, American hero. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra, the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe! Ready for the G.I. Joe code. Look out, Cobra! Better clear the road, cause Joe's coming at you with an armored toe. And for more firepower, Joe hauls in the coastal defender. The sides fold down to reveal a mobile missile station. It's right out in tunnel rack. But Cobra's fighting back with the boar. It's crystal ball. Rip and roar, Cobra boar, gonna be trouble for. G.I. Real American Hero. Live the adventure of G.I. Joe, Road Toad, Coastal Defender, Cobra Boar. Figure sold separately. Go, Joe! 
Here it is, the USS Flag aircraft carrier. Imagine being on the deck of this aircraft carrier. The USS Flag is fantastic! It's so big! Go right back! Little Westers! Get ready to launch aircraft! Where's the Admiral? Not here! G.I. Joe! We saw Cobra! Joe! Joe! USS Flag aircraft carrier comes with what you see here. Other figures and equipment sold separately. Joe! Joe! Someone is coming! It's your turn! Dreadnoughts, Cobra needs you! You must attack G.I. Joe before dawn! Cobra! They can destroy and leave no traces! Dreadnoughts! Evil is written all over their faces! Dreadnoughts! Horrifying new foe of G.I. Joe! Searchlights! G.I. Joe! A real American hero! Fighting evil Cobra! The legend of G.I. Joe continues at Marvel Comics! My name is Sergeant Slaughter, special drill instructor for G.I. Joe. That's terrific, Sarge, but uh, I'm trying to cut down on the chicken sweat just now, so if you'll excuse me... You're going nowhere, Space Case. You're here because you're an industrial straight follow-up. My job is to whip you into shape, and I'm talking whip. There's only two ways out of my command. On your feet like a man, or in a ditty bag. An itty-bitty ditty bank. Got it? Yes, sir. That's better. Now straighten up and meet the renegades. And we are back. Did you have a good break? I did. I had to pee. I did, too. I felt so good. You did, yeah. yeah. Peeing's always good. Uh, at least we didn't have to poop. That's true. That's, you know... Because that would take a lot longer. It would have been a longer break. Yeah. But... It wasn't, so we're good. Because when I poop, I like to sit on my phone. Me too. So you start reading something, your legs mm. fall asleep, and then you can't get up, and, and you, you got to start moving your legs, so you can start getting up. and you got to like hold on to something and stand there for a minute. Like uh -huh. Hold on to the sink and just stand there until your legs... And then you get that really weird feeling. Yeah. Like in my your legs and needles. Yeah, and in your legs, feet, and butt cheeks, and it, it's not pleasant. So, kids, don't poop too long. And now you know. And know it is half the battle. <laughs> yes, it is. See, we're educational. We are. So, we talked a lot about the toys. And I think that's the most memorable thing about G.I. Joe is the toys. Yeah. I think a lot of people remember the cartoons. Yeah. Well, but... there was a lot of other stuff, too, though. Um, there was a comic book, a long-running series of comics. Mm -hmm. uh, that was... G.I. Joe basically originated in the 40s. There was a comic called... Uh, Private Burger. I remember Private Burger. I've heard of it. Well, that's where G.I. Joe originated. Well, he, he advanced from Private to... To G.I. Yeah. And his, his first name was Joe. Yeah, something like that. Well, as far as Hasbro is concerned, when they got involved in G.I. Joe, they started releasing comics under their license. Marvel? <laughs> well, I mean, they licensed it to, to Marvel. But they... Excuse me. They started releasing comics in 1967, and that lasted to present day. Yeah. Uh, in the 80s, it was basically a the promotional comic book that was put out by Marvel, basically to sell toys. And that's what it was. That's all it was. Well, that's what the cartoon was made for. Yeah. Was to sell the toys. Well, my... I don't collect comics, but I do have a pretty... 
Uh, not a huge collection, but I have quite a few G.I. Joe comics. I mean, right now, we've got the cartoon on right now. Yeah. What fucking country was that they just had on the background? Well, it was a modified United States, I it, believe. It really was. I mean, it looked like United States, but it was missing... Florida? <laughs> 40 of the states? Yeah. <laughs> well, not 40. It was probably missing about 12 or 15 at least, but... Um, I guess we only got 50 states, don't we? We have 50, yeah, so there, there were more than 10 states in that. Uh, this episode's called Red Rocket's Glare. It's about a dog's... A dog's penis. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's there's about twelve states there. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looks like a territory map from the 1800s. Yeah, um, they couldn't find an updated map, right? <laughs> when they drew this, Cobra Cobra's like, ah, fuck it. We're like the, we the, the, the illustrators, like we're not drawing all these states. Right? <laughs> there's going to be a big glob in the middle. <laughs> uh, so what is that? What is that there in the middle? The whole thing's Texas. Yeah, it's Texas, Texas, <laughs> and and Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Nebraska territory. Um, what about Canada? That's that's northern North Dakota. Well, that's better because the map that GI Joe <laughs> they got the same one. <laughs> but the other, the one they just had up was just the state of, Ma- of uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, so so the comic books, I I do have a, a decent little collection of just GI Joe comics. I have very few comics. I have a couple of A Team comics that I had when I was a kid. I have a couple of V comics that I had when I was a kid. And I have a handful of GI Joe. I got Joe. you those V-commerce, didn't I? Uh, no. I thought I did. Yeah, you got I got a, you a book. A book. Um, the thing about the comics, when I was a kid, I was never really big into comic books. But when I was sick... You'd get comics. You'd get comics at the drugstore when you got your prescription filled. And so, obviously, I was picking out, oh, hey, here's a GI Joe comic from the toys and the cartoon that I love. Yeah. Well, I... I, I, have, a, I have a few comics myself. Just a couple. you got a ton of comics. Um, I have a really bad problem collecting stuff. I know. You collect a lot, and then you stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, stopped now because our good buddy Flint has pseudo-retired. Yeah. Well, so you got to find another toy dealer. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to wait till Flint comes back from retirement. Yeah, he will. We'll push him into it. Because, I mean, we haven't got to cash in our honey money yet. Yeah. And uh, I think that's why he's retiring. He's he's into us for a lot of honey money. Yeah. And, uh, Can't afford it. Yeah. But, anyhow... The comics, you know, that I remembered, I, I remembered the first one I got had Major Blood on the cover. Mm-hmm. I got that was one of the first ones that I went and grabbed because you know my comics, of course, you know when you're a kid you have them, you beat them up, you, you get rid of them, you rip them up, you throw them away, whatever. Um, I went back and found that one, and because I wanted that first one, I remembered it, and then I had the one with the dread dreadnoughts on the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved that comic. I loved reading it. That's one that's it. got the big picture of Zartan on it? No, no, this this one, I have that one, too. Because then I went, and my goal was I want all of them with all the all the, the Dreadnought covers. And then I just started grabbing, oh, this cover looks cool, and I started grabbing shit. Um, I thought Roadblock was about to pick up that rocket. Uh, no, he's shimmying up the red rocket. <laughs> with with the twins with the twins behind him. He's shimmying up the red rocket. Now the, <laughs> the twin is pulling his leg backwards. And and the red rocket just blasted away. <laughs> the red rocket is off. The red rocket has has shot into space. <laughs> um, but so you know, in in collecting those, it's it's no. I don't follow the storyline really. I don't. Yeah. It's just I I just enjoy them. Uh, but it's a throwback to when I was a kid and getting those comics for, you know, when I was sick and shit. So, I'm not. I would not what I call a comic book collector at all. I have some. Um, I have a few comics. 
But I have some in that room. I have some in this. You room. have some on the wall. I have some up there. You got some hanging on the wall. There, you got some yeah. over there. Um, I really have a problem. So so yeah, I mean there there have been comics. I mean Marvel Marvel didn't produce all of them. Uh, a place called in, in two thousand one, a place called Devil's Due Publishing got the rights. Devil's Due Publishing. Devil's Due Publishing, and they just put out a uh, a four issue series called GI Joe. Real American Hero Reinstated. Now, Marvel did put out a secondary G.I. Joe Special Missions series that lasted 28 issues. Oh, nice. Um, At least two years. Yeah, well, and when Marvel, or when, uh, uh, yeah, Marvel quit doing comics, it's uh, issue 155, December of 94. That was when the Real American Hero toy line ceased to exist. Really? So when the when the toy line quit, Marvel quit. So obviously it was just a tool to sell yeah, toys. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't have the toys anymore. We're we're not going to do it. Yeah. Well, then in two thousand nine, uh, IDW Publishing, they are they took over the helm of the GI Joe Publishing, and they completely rebooted it. They ignored all continuity from the previous two companies. So that's what I like—a total revamp. Yeah, they totally revamped it. Um, they it they kind of revamped it but then they decided that that they wanted to go they revived the original series in 2010 and it picks up where the marvel comics ended oh nice and continues on they ignore the devil's due years but this year IDW lost the rights to GI Joe so it's no longer a comic. Huh. I wonder who's going to... They lost it, rights in th- this year. D- yeah, yeah, 2022. So their contract must have been up. Yeah. Um, now, other... You know, there, there, were, there were books. There were all kinds of things that, that came out. Uh, but in 66, Hanna-Barbera produced the very first G.I. Joe album. It's called The Story of the Green Beret. And in the 70s... They put out four book and record sets. I loved book and record sets. Yeah, that's what you got the other day, wasn't it? I just bought one that I've been thinking about for about the last 30 years that I had. It's uh, the story of Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein. Yeah. And it's a it's an oversized comic book that you can read along. Come with a 45 or an actual it's LP? A, it's, a, it's a double-sided LP. Nice. Um, so I need to get a record player so I can listen to that. But it is on YouTube. The entire audio is on YouTube. No shit. And they flip through the pages for you. So I could have done that and relived it, but I wanted to own it because I want to look at it. You're like, the, the comic book. Yeah, that's know. what I like. That's why I don't. That's why I'm not a big fan of like digital comics. No, I like stuff that I can hold. And, like and I don't feel. like my kid reads digital comics, and I just can't get into it, man. I'd like to have you know I can I want to be able to smell the ink. Yes, and the, hold you know touch flip the pages and, and feel the 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 old newsprint yeah. paper. I mean, uh, any the new ones now they don't they don't have that because everything's done you know with a fucking laser jet printer. Yeah, it's all slick pages. Yeah. and shit. I like the old I like comics because I can, you get down there and you can still smell them, and you can actually see the dots where they colored it. Yeah. and shit, you know, or the the overlapping of like, especially on GI Joe, they would have the the figure, and if the figure had a beard, it was just like a black smudge. Yeah, or a blue. The, the, Five o'clock shadow is a blue smudge, yeah. <laughs> which well, is funny. They, they used a lot, like for, like for years. I thought like Wolverine's hair was blue, yeah, and Superman's hair was blue, just because that's the color. That's they the used. color they had, yeah. 
But but it must it must have looked better on paper than just a black mat. It had to have. But so yeah, they had those book and record sets. Um, they the book and record sets actually tied into some sort of accessory pack. Uh, then they took all three of them, made an LP, and that's on uh, Peter Pan Records. Nice. And they also were repackaged for something we're going to talk about later, which is the the animated film, um, or the, the and the TV show. So let's let's talk about the television show a little bit because there's other stuff. There's a video game. Did you show the a video game? Yeah, I think I had it for Nintendo or Atari or something. Atari Twenty Six Hundred is uh, G.I. Joe Cobra Strike. Um, that was an 83 that came out. And then there's G.I. Joe, a real American hero that was on the Apple II and the Commodore 64. So that had to been the Atari I had on because I never had an Apple II or a Commodore 64. We had a Commodore 64, and that was an 85. Uh, and then they had Action Force for the Commodore 64. And then G.I. Joe video game for Nintendo in 91. Then there was actually an arcade game, the G.I. Joe arcade game. I don't remember that one. I don't either. That was in 92. You would think that we would know that. Yeah. Then G.I. Joe Atlantis Factor by Capcom for Nintendo in 92. Uh, and then also they had a Wii game, a Xbox 360, a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation 2, PSP, and Nintendo DS. And that uh, coincided with that Rise of Cobra movie. Yep. And then PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch in 2020 have G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. Okay. But the thing that we remember the most is the television cartoon. Yeah. And that television cartoon, it came out in 83. And I think we said it only had two seasons. They were long seasons, though, because it was like three years. Well, and the thing is, it started as a miniseries, and then it had two seasons. So maybe that's why it seems so... Like it lasted longer, but they had. Well, it ran from. It's weird because you got. Well, this is, like the IMDb says it ran from, eighty five to eighty six. Yeah. But, then it says it ran from ninety to ninety two. Hmm. So you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Well, the reason... Okay, so when Hasbro launched the toy line in 82, 83, along with the Marvel comics, they had Marvel produce a series of animated 30-second commercials that they would broadcast to promote the comic book because it was easier and there were less regulations... Okay, here we go. ...to promote a, a book, comic book... Than a toy commercial, you had they had to follow certain rules for a toy commercial, but you could promote the comic book, which was promoting the toy line. Yeah, so that's what they did. So here, this is you had the real American hero was started in eighty three. If I'm reading this right, spawned two animated series, two mini series. They were both produced by two different companies. The stories were meant to be singular, continue, continue, con continuity. Yep. There you go. So you had a real American hero, which was eighty three. Mm -hmm. Revenge of Cobra was eighty four, and then GI Joe 
was 85 to 86, and then G.I. Joe the movie came out in 87. Okay, so what, what they did, the commercials were popular. So they did the first miniseries. It was five parts yep. in 83. They re, Later, they renamed that The Mass Device, and they would air that miniseries in the season. Okay. So that was, a, that, that was five shows in the season. Um, so that's how it started. Then they did The Revenge of Cobra, which was in 84. That was another five-part miniseries. And later, instead of Revenge of Cobra, they named it The Weather Dominator. Yep. And they put it into the uh, regular series. Okay. Right. But in 85, they did do the, the full series. 55 episodes in the first series. And because to get syndication, yeah, they had to get have 65 episodes. So they already had 10. So they did 55 more episodes so they could get put into syndication. Oh, nice. And they did another five-part series called The Pyramid of Darkness, which had all the existing cast from the previous two miniseries. Yep. And then they started introducing the new characters for the new toy line. So as somebody would go into the toy line, they'd go into the cartoon, which makes sense because... The cartoon's going to sell a toy. Just like we talked about with He-Man. You didn't know what this character was, who he was, how he acted. Yep. So they, He-Man would give you a comic book to tell you the story of that character. G.I. Joe was doing the same thing, but they were doing it on cartoons. cartoons. You know, and, and you would see that character on the cartoon and say, ooh, I like him. I don't have that one. Mm-hmm. He must be new. And then they, when it came out, they would build excitement for it, and then it would come out. It's very smart. I mean, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. So, most of the rest of them were standalone episodes. Sometimes they would do a two-part, to-be-continued type story. Yep. But then the second season, they just did 30 episodes. And... Yeah, because they only made 95 complete cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, so there was the 65 in the beginning and then 30 followed up. And that's when they started introducing Serpentor... Dr. Mindbender and the Cobra Law, that's when they all kind of started in. But, you know, when I think of the G.I. Joe cartoon. Yeah. First off, nobody ever died. No. They shot lasers. Which was awesome. Yeah. And the lasers, much like Star Wars, were color-coded for mm-hmm. bad guy, good guy. Um, but nobody, nobody ever died that I remember. And... When they would no, and you know what, and I when we, when we talk about the movie, I'll bring this up. But um, they were gonna I'll bring it up now. Shit, they were gonna kill uh, Duke. Okay, in the movie. Yeah, but with Optimus Prime dying and kids going nuts over that, kids going nuts over that, and the movie doing poor poorly. I'm assuming I'm not sure if that was for the reason, but. They decided not to kill Duke and then just gave him a snake through the chest that just flesh wounded him. Well, the other thing is, whenever they would shoot down a plane, the pilot and occupants of that plane would always parachute out. Yeah, every time. Every time. So, and and safely. So it was, I don't know, it was just interesting that 
with all the violence, uh, we talked about this with the A-Team and stuff. They very, I don't think they ever had an on-screen death. No. Um, so, very violent with no casualties. So, Pentor might have died. Though the Cobra Law people died. Did they? They killed them in the movie, I think. Or well, no. I don't remember if they were in the movie or not. I, I don't remember. I thought, like, the, the, the fuck was his name, the big guy with the wings, I thought he got crushed. That's possible. I mean, if you're going to crush somebody, you might as well crush the big guy with wings. Yeah. So, they did have a second series that ran. Because it... The... Oh, uh, the commercial and, the, and all that went on... At, you know, this would be, like, after the movie that we're going to talk about. But... They had a second series that ran from uh, 89 to 91. And I think that was just a continuation. Yeah, it, it was uh, started with another five-part miniseries, but that lasted two seasons. It was called G.I. Joe, Real American Hero again. Uh, 44 episodes. It was a continuation, but it never... They had a pitch for, like, a season three. Yeah. And the season three was going to follow the movie. Okay. But they never, they never did anything with it. Uh, it was going to have a group called the Coil, who oh, was cool. composed of former Cobra members, led by the twins Tomax and Zamot, and it would have been a secondary enemy. So not Cobra related, just a secondary, and Cobra Commander was going to mutate. And he was going to try to rebuild his organization because, obviously, in the movie, they... Turned him into a snake. They, yeah, and he, they destroyed Cobra Law. Yeah. So, there was going uh, to... He, that's right. He, I think he did, because he did come back for this new series. Mm-hmm. And he was... He had a different outfit. Yeah, well, and he was going to... But in, he, had, he was more tentacle. He was more scaly. Yes, well, in the in the third season that they thought of, Cobra Commander was going to be like a a flip flop. When he was fighting the Coil, he was going to ally with GI Joe. Yeah. When he was fighting GI Joe, he was going to ally with the Coil. So he was going to go back and forth, and That's they scrapped that because total, it's total star scream. It's, it's yeah, it's fucking stupid. Um, if they would have just got rid of that and just had two bad guys, yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah, you know. But instead, we got this new series, and they did not even consider the season three ideas. Um, later, they started doing straight to video animated things in like '94. Um, Sergeant Savage and his Screaming Eagles, and the G.I. Joe Extreme television series, actually, in '95 and '96. Um, they had a lot of supporting roles, but they brought brand new characters. Yeah. But like, some of the people from before, um, Hawk, uh, Doc, Lady J, Cobra Commander, they were in it. They just weren't the main people. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's been several different cartoon incarnations. Just like Transformers. Yeah, yeah. But. And Ninja Turtles. and it will all, Yeah, they've, they've done it with all of them. They yeah. just continue them. But then they had G.I. Joe the movie. And. They wanted that to be a theatrical release. And I saw in this trivia, they produced G.I. Joe the movie and Transformers the movie at the same time. 
Oh, no shit. And, like you said, they wanted to kill off Duke. So they were going to have Optimus Prime die in the Transformers and Duke die in G.I. Joe. And they thought, since G.I. Joe was started first, that it would be the first released. But... Transformers was the more popular one. No, they had some issues with the G.I. Joe. And it got held up. So Transformers finished. They flip-flopped release dates. They put Transformers in a theater. And Optimus' death caused controversy. So they rewrote to just make Duke be put in a coma. That's right. And then G.I. Joe never got released to the theaters. It went straight to video. So if G.I. Joe had been released first, Optimus Prime might have survived. Yeah. So um, they say if you watch... And that was based off of sales, too, why they killed him. Yes. Why they killed all those other characters in, in, GI, in Transformers because it was just based off of what the sales were doing. They say if you watch the G.I. Joe movie and during that coma scene, mute it and just watch it, it's very obvious that they didn't do any new animation. Duke dies at the end. Yeah. They just didn't... They verbalized differently. So... Um, you got a cobra through the chest. Yeah, it would tend to fuck you up a bit. So the, the idea is it's Cobra Commander and Serpentor. They are fighting over... Who is making Cobra fail? And so the Cobra Law rises. Now, interestingly enough, Cobra Law was never intended to be the name of that faction. Really? They just used it as a placeholder, and Hasbro said, we love that name. What was the name going to be? It doesn't say. Not that I've seen so far. And then they turned out to be like an ancient people, which Cobra Commander was part of? Yes. Um... So, they... I think lizard people exist. They, well, they're in the G.I. Joe movie, so yeah, they do. So, the uh, the idea is that, you know, G.I. Joe basically kind of wins a battle, and they're celebrating, they, they get a whole new group of G.I. Joes in because they've got new figures to make. Yep. And that's when they start doing their little factions, you know, the... the the, uh, oh, whatever you call them. You know, like the Slaughter's Marauders. Yeah, the little That's when those little, little clicks. clicks started to come about. Um, this And they, they introduced Dr. Mindbender here. That's when they bring in uh, Zartan's family. They bring in new, new people, new G.I. Joes. So this is basically, uh, however long the movie was, you know, a couple hours long. So Zartan's family wasn't until the movie. They they were they were out, but this is when they were really featured. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's ninety three minutes long, so it's this is a ninety three minute long commercial for yeah. the toys. Uh, and we saw that a lot in the cartoons and stuff. Like you said, Transformers, GoBots, Silverhawks, Thundercats, they all had a toy line behind them. Yeah. So it was just a commercial for the toy line. That's um, where they made their money. Was on the toys. Just so you get the kids to watch this. We're going to make fucking hand over fist. Well, yeah. And, you know, we're going to make sure that the kids fall in love with this shit. Um, but, yeah, they said that, that uh, it it had had it been flip-flopped, it, a lot of shit would have been different. Because they even had a funeral scene written for Duke. Oh, no shit. And they scrapped that. 
Um, so, I mean, it, it's interesting. They've released it on uh, on DVD in 2000. It got released. Um, Shout Factory has done a, a release with audio commentary from the the storyline, basically the showrunner. Yeah. His name's Buzz Dixon. Buzz Dixon. And they released a printable copy of the original screenplay with that. Um, a little more trivia that I saw. Sergeant Slaughter is in this. Sergeant Slaughter actually voiced himself. Yeah. In the cartoon and in this movie. Uh, I don't know if anybody could voice Sergeant Slaughter. No. So, um, he uses a lot of military jargon in this that a lot of people didn't understand. The funny thing is, Sergeant Slaughter was never in the military. Yeah. He just did his homework. Well, he he basically lived his wrestling gimmick. And in recent years, he has been criticized basically because... It's just like what we talked about with Hulk Hogan when we said that he went to, to court and said, I don't have a 10-inch penis, but Hulk Hogan does. Yeah. Terry Balea Terry doesn't. doesn't. When they started to criticize Sergeant Slaughter, he told him, now just hold on a damn minute. Sergeant Slaughter was in the military. Robert Remus was never in the military, but Sergeant Slaughter was. Yeah. He did the same damn thing, and... They kind of went, oh, okay. All right. You know, so he, but he was accused of like stolen valor and everything else, you know, where, you know, he's, he was portraying himself as a military figure. Yeah. Sergeant Slaughter is a military figure. Yes. Fictional, but he is. But he said, I never said that, that Bob Remus was. Yeah. And he said, Bob Remus absolutely is not. So, I mean, yeah, that's the workaround you get with, with wrestling and wrestlers. and You know how they are. Oh, yes. They, they, they bullshit a lot. But that's their job. Bullshit artists. They are bullshit artists. Um, they didn't like that the television series started being compared unfavorably to Robotech. Because it was, like we said before, no death, no... Real combat injuries. Yeah. They use laser beams. Um, so that's why they wanted to kill Duke off. But they instead just injured Duke and gave him, you know, put him in a coma. They wanted to, to depict the realness of combat in some way. Rather than, yeah, buildings get screwed up, planes get blown up, but nobody ever gets hurt. Yeah, but PTA moms wouldn't have had that. They would have thrown a fit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's one thing if a robot dies... But that's true. You can't have a person die in a cartoon, right? Um, you can have them turn into snakes. Yeah. Well, that's not scary at all. But you can't have them die. No. So, according to this official, this manager in the uh, Hasbro organization. Originally, there was supposed to be a topless scene in this movie. What? In a cartoon? Yes. Oh, my God. Um, Zartan's sister was supposed to remove her dress, and she gets thrown out of G.I. Joe headquarters, and she was supposed to remove her dress. And they didn't want to get a PG-13 rating because of it. Yeah. So they altered it to where she's wearing a bathing suit. 
Okay, yeah, I remember this. And that's when Shipwreck fell in love with her. Yes. When he saw her in her bathing suit. He's like, hey. Clean her up, she's alright. <laughs> so yeah, can you imagine if they put a fucking topless scene in? I it's mean Optimus Prime behind Scarlet. Oh yeah, I'll be damned. <laughs> there was in the right in the cartoon. Um That'd have been great. That would have made all the parents happy. Right? Now, they had Cobra attack the Statue of Liberty in the opening sequence. Yeah. That was inspired because it was the 100th anniversary of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, no shit. And in 86 it was. And they they were supposed to release this movie in 86, which would have made that connection. Yeah. Because there were fireworks, there were news crews and all that. Oh, yeah. So they are obviously celebrating something of the Statue of Liberty. But... With it being released a year later, it kind of lost that connection, and people were like, "What the fuck?" You know? Yeah. What, I mean, what what's going I, on here? You know, an eight year old kid isn't going to realize that. No, unless it was in the news at the time. Yeah, you and know? still wouldn't have realized it. They cut several scenes that were on the storyboard, but they just didn't animate them. Um, and a lot of them were like there was a, a character that was completely cut out. Uh, Hector Ramirez, who was a uh, a reporter from the United Nations, mm-hmm. so they cut most of his scenes out. He's supposed to be a reoccurring character. Uh, Jinx was supposed to be blindfolded, holding a sword, and she stopped some machine that Serpentor was driving. And Falcon sees her and pushes her out of the way, and they cut that for whatever reason. They just didn't, you know. Yeah. They never did anything. Uh, the comic book, however, was referenced several times. Um, in which, the movie? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, they, they they just would do callbacks to something that was said, in, like Jinx. Yeah. She was in the comic books, and she had a, a blind ninja master. Yep. Well, he actually appeared in the comic books. I think he appeared in the, car- in the movie, too. Yeah, well, she, it says she makes reference to having a blind ninja master. So, there's you know. So they did they did do some callbacks to the the cartoon and all of that. Um, this was the was it Raza? I don't know. He's a blind ninja master. I, I don't know who that is. From Wu Tang. I, the Wu Tang Clan was not GI Joe. Could have been. Well, they could have been, but <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. Um. Really? Actually, I think he was in the G.I. Joe movie. Raza? Yeah, I think so. From the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, he's an actor. And he's he's real big in the martial arts. Is he a cartoon actor? No. Then he probably wasn't in the... Oh, you mean the, the actual... Yeah. Okay, the live action. Yeah. Well, that's possible. Shit. Now we're going to play some Wu-Tang at the end of this. Wu-Tang. So... Wu-Tang's good. I know. Um, they, and they, they ain't nothing to fuck with. They ain't no fuck, they don't fuck with you, Wu-Tang. Um, so this was supposed to be a feature-length theatrical release, like we said. But they figured that the failure of Transformers and the My Little Pony movie. There was a My Little Pony movie? In 86, there was a My Little Pony, the movie. They were both considered failures. So they said, you're not releasing G.I. Joe in the theater. Yeah. Put it out straight to video. So that's pretty interesting. 
Um, one of the new G.I. Joes. His name's Chuckles. Chuckles. He's, he's an undercover CIA operative. His file card describes him as smooth talking. Is he a clown? No. And he never says any... He doesn't say one word in the movie. I don't even know who the fuck that guy is. Chuckles. We'll look him up later. I'm looking him look, up Look him up now. G.I. Joe Chuckles. Yeah. Um... And they, they do a lot of, like I said, like like Sergeant Slaughter did a lot of military jargon. There is a scene in the movie where uh, Falcon tells Duke that he's an officer and he can pull rank on him because Falcon outranks Duke. Oh, no shit. Duke is a first sergeant and uh, Falcon is a lieutenant. So, Dude, if they had the, Chuckles in the G.I. Joe movie, yeah? it should have been played by Nicolas Cage. Oh my god, it does look like Nick Cage. Um in, in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Or um what's his name? Dolph Lundgren. No, Owen Wilson. Oh, Owen Wilson would be good, yeah. Yeah. Um The 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 workaround that they used why Duke can order everybody around, even though he's not an officer, is that he's officially second in command of the team. Oh. So it's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not I don't outrank you, but I'm in charge, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Pull that rank bullshit on me. Yeah. That dank rank. So this is the first time that they ever used a movie to close out a TV series. Oh, yeah. You know. So it, it effectively just kind of closed out and kind of gave you some closure and, and wrapped it up. Um. So, yeah, Burgess Meredith was in this. Who was she in this? Burgess Meredith is a guy. Oh. Burgess, Burgess <laughs> Meredith is in Rocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey. Mickey. Um, he was uh, the Cobra Law, um, that snake guy. Yeah, he was the leader. Yeah, that's right. That's Go, right. Gobulus yeah. or whatever his name is. We'll call him Gobulus. Gobulus. Um, yeah, that was uh, Burgess Meredith. He was he was the voice of that. Um, and they actually, it, when they did the figures, they put a different head on him and re-released him as Big Boa, the Cobra trainer. Oh, no shit. So, it's the same body. He's a fucking snake. He's half snake. Yeah. So, they made two half snake guys with different heads. Huh. So, interesting. I didn't only thought there was one. There was two. So, you know, I know I've seen this movie. I just don't remember a lot about it. I do know that um, Larry Houston that we met out at well, Grand this Con, is Big Boa. It says here that they put a different head on him. And re-released him as Big Bo with a snake trainer. Maybe uh, maybe this gobulous guy is somebody different. I don't know. Yeah, Joe Gobulus. Oh, well. Interestingly enough, Burgess Meredith also oh, yeah, started... Gobulus is the snake guy. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe IMDB doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. I don't think they do because he looks nothing like Big Boa. No, not at all. Um, Burgess Meredith also starred in the very, very first G.I. Joe movie, The Story of G.I. Joe, in 1945. Oh, shit. Yes. So he came full circle, too. He did. That, that's pretty cool. And he was also trained Rocky. He did. When did he have time to do the G.I. Joe movie and train Rocky at the same time? I think he was done training Rocky by this point. I think I think uh, he was already dead in the Rocky series. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, cool. Mr. T killed him. Yeah, he did. He pitied that fool. So okay, here, Cobra Law was an ancient civilization that once ruled the earth, but retreated to a hideaway in caves in the Himalayas. Present present day ruled by Gobulus. Hmm. Gobulus. So yeah, I I know I've seen this movie, and Larry Houston animated the opening sequence. Yeah, I remember we talked to him about that when we met him out at Grand Con. Um. Yeah, what what do you remember about the movie? That you know, like your memories. Because I don't have. I remember. I know. I, I've seen it. I mean, I remember. I remember Duke getting hit by, yeah, Scorp- the Cobra by, Serpentor. I remember them having a big fight. Um. And shit. Now, did Duke's coma slash death affect you as much as it did uh, Optimus Prime? Did no. Optimus Prime hit you harder. You were more of a Transformers guy, though. Yeah, I mean, I had I had my my GI Joes. I mean, I was a big GI Joe kid. But I think watch. I don't think I watched the the uh, the GI Joe movie until fuck probably until it was on TV. Yeah, and I, that's probably about when I watched it because this came out in '87. I would have been about 11, and I probably was not as interested in GI yeah. Joe at that point. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I was still watched. I watched the cartoon, all that. And I would wa- I still watch cartoons. I, you know, I never- whatever happened to Sepentor? I mean, did he? They never say he died or nothing in the movie. So I mean, nobody dies in the movie. No, I don't. I don't know what what happened to him. Look that up. But I think this thing coming out on just straight to video, it hurt. It's what popularity it could have had because people know about it. But it seems that people don't remember a lot about it. Yeah. You know, anybody I've talked to is like, oh, yeah, I remember there was a movie. But nobody, you know, other than just a few details that we remember, nobody really knows a lot about it or remembers a lot about it, which... That's because it went straight to video. Yeah, and I think it was... Back then, you would have either rented it or maybe if you had, like, $300, you bought it because that's when... Oh, they were so so expensive, expensive, dude. Um, The VCRs were, like, 1000 and then the the videotapes were like eighty bucks to buy, yeah. You know, or or the the VHS is that maybe they weren't a thousand when they first came out they might have been, but they were several hundred dollars where they shouldn't have been, you know. Zartan kills Sepentor. Oh really? Sepentor's death is one of those panels that burns in the memories when I was a kid. So it must have been in the the comic. Oh yeah, it was. Yep. Huh. Zartan kills Sepentor with an arrow to the face. That's probably what broke his jaw on my action figure, and I, I could have saved him. I could have put some stinky epoxy on him and saved his life. Let's see. I bet that's what happened to my fucking figure. This is going to be a difficult shot, but not, but nowhere near as difficult as the one that took down the hard master. The hard master. Yep. What the fuck did you get? Did you, are you on Pornhub again? No. <laughs> well, I can feel it in my bones. Like the days the Norman knights took the field in Hastings and the Saxon king, Harold, was laid low by an arrow. And then, boom, he's dead. Huh. I'll so, be damned. Zartan kills the Pentor. Well, that sucks. I don't know who the hard master is. 
He's a re- oh a, a star Storm Shadow's uncle. Storm Shadow's uncle's name is the Hard Master. Yeah. Now I've heard of like the Drunken Master and the Blind Master. <laughs> so did this guy have a special form of kung fu that he? He just knocked things over when he turned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I am the Hard Master. But yeah, he killed. The, he killed. His GI Joe name could be Morning Wood. Morning Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, Zartan killed Storm Shadow's uncle. Uncle. And Serpentor. And Serpentor. Yeah, Zartan's a bastard. Badass. He's a yeah. badass, though. Well, maybe that's why I liked him. Sorry I melted your face, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, anything else that you want to cover with, 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 with this, the cartoon, anything we talked about? Uh, we went through a lot. We were kind of disjointed, as always. We jumped around a lot, but I think that's how our memories work. Yeah, that's exactly how our memories work. Yeah, so... Anything else? No. I mean, You still see G.I. Joe's. I, I think they're still making stuff. Yeah, they're they, making stuff. They came out with like a, lot of anniver- all the time. a lot of anniversary stuff. and Yeah. Um, and it seems that there's a lot of vintage stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Because everybody had it. So a lot of people... Because it was super mass-produced. Yeah, yeah, it was. It I mean, was and if you, I mean, if kids didn't break it or throw it away when they got older, blow it up with a fucking M eighty. Yeah, like I, like we did. Yeah. You know, so it's out there. If you're, if you're a fan, a collector, you can find stuff. You can find stuff all over the place. Yeah, everywhere, and it's for the most part, it's not terribly expensive. No, I mean, unless you're trying to get stuff that's still sealed in the package, or or if you're trying to get like. Every single piece. Stuff that was super expensive, like the aircraft carrier, is yeah. still high. But I mean, the individual pieces by themselves, some of them are kind of expensive, but not terrible. So, uh, should we go ahead and wrap this up then? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay, well, uh, for the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power, I am Mikey. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Charlotte, you got any Reese's for me? No. Oh, man, check out that thing, man. What do you want to do with it? Let's launch over it. Who wants a body massage? Uh, What did he just say to us? Mr. Body Massage Machine. Go. Uh, what the hell? Body Massage. G.I. Joe! You're not cooking. Yeah, dude. 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 Yeah, God, did that smell good. Detect it. There's no going and you tell me do things. I done running. G.I. Joe. On your mark, get set, go. Hey, what the fuck? No way. <laughs> Suck my dog, bitch. <laughs> I believe I knew your mother, son. You know my mom? Would your name happen to be Johnny? Yeah. What's it been, 13 years? What? What? 14, my lord. It's like I'm looking in a mirror. Does your mother still hang out at Dockside Bars? Dockside Bar? Johnny, do you play baseball? G.I. Joe!
Is your mom there? No, I'm home alone. Well, you won a prize. What's your address? Uh, 42 Oak Street. Hey, Roblox, some stranger's bringing me a prize. A stranger, huh? All he wanted to bring you was trouble. Remember, never tell anyone you're home alone and never give anyone your address. I'll say mom can't come to the phone. Smart thinking. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Like blue, whatever you say, bro, so I'm in skates, you know. I got 